A popular outcast production. Oh. Hey. Oh, hey. What's up? It's us. It's us. Uh, welcome to episode uh, 49. Uh, this is uh, I Explained One. Yes. For once, you did work. Yeah. <laughs> for one time. <laughs> um, uh, James Randi. Um, uh, a true hero of mine. What do you think? You think you like him now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's a, he's a he's a skeptic and uh, all sorts of things magic. Yeah. Um. Very fun and interesting episode. I'm I learned glad, a lot. I'm glad you liked it. Um. Because he's a he's a cool dude. He's a real Who, G. Yes, he is. Um. So uh, please do that. Uh, let's do some business. Um. This episode is brought to you by Civil War Cider, located in beautiful downtown Lewisburg. Lewisburg. Um, you can go there. You can have some pop ciders. Off. Yes. <laughs> Come pop off. Yes, please. Please do. Um... You can go to do that. You can uh, come on Thursdays and have a comedy open mic in Civil War Cider. That's uh, sign ups at uh, eight thirty. Show starts at nine. Um, pop off. Come pop off. Yes, please come. And the day before that. On the day before that on Wednesdays. Wednesdays uh, that's at the Bull Run. I do um, the open mic at the Bull Run um, for the summer while they're doing music in the park. Um, it starts at uh, sign ups at nine. Show starts at nine thirty. Uh, please come and do any sort of talent or thing. Music, juggling, songs, comedy. Yeah. You can um, draw a picture, like speed uh, draw. Upside down Rubik's Cube. Yeah, easily. Um, do that, please. Uh, come pop off. Yes, please, come pop off. If you want to pop off in another type of way. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, come over to, um, on July 2nd, uh, which is today. At that exact You're listening moment. to this yeah. in the year of our Lord 2019. Yes, um, July second. July second. Um, the songwriters open mic at the Brasserie Louis in beautiful Uptown Lewisburg. Um, you can <laughs> you can come and check that out, um, and it's really cool. And that starts at uh, uh, eight o'clock signups, and then eight thirty start. You have to like you write music, right? Well, come and play it and it has to be music you original. wrote yeah so you come in here cool new stuff by people uh you have um, the amazon if you want to if you want to pop off at amazon you can um instead of doing your shopping on amazon.com uh go to drunkbillexplains.com clear the cookies and then click on the banner the amazon banner and then do your shopping like you normally would it- and if you want to do it, if you like use the app, you can literally shop like you normally do in the app and then go through the banner just to check out. It's yeah. super quick. Um, that's where I got my vest, by the way. I bought my I bought my jean jacket, my denim jean jacket vest. Do they go deep? What do you call it? A, a jean jacket. It's a jean jacket. And then it's like this a jean become- vest. But if you say jean vest, it's kind of weird. So then it turns into denim vest, right? That's not cool either. Dungarees. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go dump a bunch of dirty dungarees at a Goodwill. Um, yeah. So that's where I got that. I also got a kazoo. I got a six pack of kazoos for a secret project. Um, yes. It's not that secret. <laughs> but Does anyway. It, I, can I have one? Yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. You can absolutely have one. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Um, but yeah. So, um, but yeah, do your shopping there. And then, um, you know, it basically, it just helps us out because we um, get a portion of what you spend. You don't spend anymore or anything like that. You just feel good about hooking shout us up. Shout out to Whitney. She uses it all the time. Fuck yeah. Shout out to Whitney. Um, she threw her earbuds away and now she's going to need to order new ones. Oh, so. no. Oh, <laughs> no. 
Tell her to get air buds. Airbuds? <laughs> yeah, that dog one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Airbud branded earbuds. Yeah, you get earbuds branded earbuds. Yes, wait. Airbud. Okay. Pop off. I have um, I have two shout yes, outs. Yes, two shout, shout outs. Out. Uh Nine Knives Kitchen. Um she is a super dope vegan uh baker. She yeah. she comes out of Bloomsburg. She bakes for Route Eleven which is a, a, another eatery in Bloomsburg. Um, mm-hmm. Super yummy if you know the Big Green Mike's food truck. Yeah. Uh, that's the same dude. Who? Mike Jones? Who? Mike Jones. Mike Jones. Yeah. Uh, 8774 him, Mike Jones up on the low. But yes. <laughs> her fucking cupcakes are so good. Follow her on Instagram at Nine Knives Kitchen. She will, she like make cups, makes cupcakes like, and then sells them. You can go pick them up from, like from her oh, in Bloomsburg. Rad. But, um, yeah, she's super dope, and we had the short strawberry shortcake crunch cupcakes, and they're fucking delicious. They taste like the ice, the good good humor ice cream bars. Oh wow, it was super fucking good. I gotta get up on that. For Hell real. yeah! Hell yeah! Hit her up. Awesome. That's it. Awesome. Um, enjoy the episode. Uh, uh, episode forty nine. James Randy. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. Keep it eight hundred. I've been dancing this whole um, time. Dr- yeah. Pa- pa- Sometimes pa- you don't pa- know it. But I am dancing. It is true. And I'm popping off. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm clapping back and I'm popping off. Clapping back, yes. Peace. Uh, yeah, peace. I snapped. Yes. Well, he's drunk and he's built and he'll explain things to you while getting pretty drunk. But mostly he just ends up talking shit. I don't even know if I'm going to really enjoy having the iPad <laughs> this way <laughs> or if I'm going to like can you hear me flip it. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome to the. Um, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so I put my phone uh, on like the notifications, but the Facebook Messenger bubble still pops up. Yeah. Cool. That's not distracting at all. Um, I won't need it for very long. So, okay, yeah. So, um, you're gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> ah. No. Um. Hi, I'm Bill, and I, I'm a list. Yay! Hooray! Uh, I'm just gonna explain something to you today that we haven't done this. We looked at this. We we're pretty unsure that I've ever done it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we've ever done it where I've never had to prepare anything so i'm very excited to that no we totally did we no i mean like I, we've done double episodes oh yeah is yes, what i'm yes, saying yes, where i had right. to prepare like to record after you yes but um yeah we've never done it where i don't have to prepare anything and i have zero control yeah you didn't even bring your laptop i don't have my laptop no yeah. and um yeah i've I've been uh, drinking since noon. You've been, yeah, no, and it's true. it's uh it's noon the next day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I uh, get nervous when I have I have a zero way to tell you what to say next. <laughs> so this will be interesting. I discussed that. <laughs> uh, and you just took a shot. What'd you yep. take a shot of? Uh, Tito's. Tito's. Yeah. Yeah. Tito's. And then in the cup that you're drinking out of, you're drinking Crown. Ro- Royale? Royal. Yeah, Crown Royale with cheese. Wait, is that how you say it? <laughs> it's tra- it's just Crown Royal. Regal <laughs> Apple. <laughs> okay. Crown it's Royale with app- cheese. All right. <laughs> Why? I don't understand. <laughs> um, It's the Crown Royale and a green apple kind with uh, diet. Diet cherry 7-Up. Giant cherry 7-Up. I'm, I'm on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a diet. 
What is going? Are we having heavy rotations? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> For yeah. real. Yep. Oh my god. This uh, is wild. So welcome to this episode. <laughs> yes, welcome to it. Um, Just us and the Beanie Babies today. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is uh, kind of cool. And I'm like really glad that you trusted me enough to do this. I don't, but I know, you don't. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we have to like, I don't know. We got to well, learn. Yeah, we got to learn. Um, yeah. And it, I feel like uh, I feel I feel like I'll do okay. I just looked down at my toe and it is really dirty for Why some reason. Why is your reason. toe so dirty? Um, I don't know. Did you Probably, your wear driveway. shoes? I did, but wow, I don't know. How, it won't come off. <laughs> your driveway. <laughs> your I had to like get out of my car and like do like a back bend to get over the mud puddle that I pulled into because I didn't realize. Yeah. And then, yeah, and your uncle was looking at me. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start taking donations for people to uh, help <laughs> with the with the driveway. Oh, I thought you were going to say for your uncle. <laughs> and for him. <laughs> and for my grills. Yes. And to get me to the uh, Star Wars land. Yes. Yeah, That's Wars what I'm just Call it. <laughs> so you can uh, protest vax, vax vaccines, vaccinines. Yes, vaccinations. That's <laughs> a new. Uh, that's a new race. They're in episode nine. Spoiler alert. Um. Also, shout out to the the like you know those dinner mints. <laughs> I don't like mint. Okay, but you know like do you know what I'm talking about when nope. you go like to the brass butter. or something like that? Yeah, butter mints. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's the, got a plug, get get at me. They're literally sick. I bet they sell them at the Dollar Tree. Do they? I'm going to look. I'm saying I bet you they do. I'm going to look because I feel like they're not that... Bad. I think they're, uh, <laughs> I like them. Okay. That's fine. Do you know the Lifesavers that are orange flavored? They taste like Tic Tacs? Yes. Um, somebody gave me three of them the other day and I put all of them in my, my mouth and I like to chew them. Uh-huh. I genuinely thought I chipped my tooth. Whoa. And I spit them all out uh-huh. and then put the, like after I like sifted through it to make sure my tooth wasn't in it, <laughs> I literally slurped it back up into my mouth. I believe that. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that seems right. I yeah, was yeah. really scared. I would have, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Honestly. Did I tell you how I hit myself with a... Um, Bow staff? Uh, well, I was going to say a PVC pipe. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have. <laughs> oh, we man. actually talked about it last time on the podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's okay. I want everybody to know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is important PVC information. PVC pipes are super dangerous for your teeth. <laughs> not, not the rest of you. No. Just- Can you imagine if I knocked one of my front teeth out? Because it's Bro. like... I have a big, for nobody that knows, uh, I have the giantest gap in my two front teeth. <laughs> the giantest? <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And if I went, if one of those teeth went missing, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> you just get a new tooth, dude. Just, I don't know how. They, <laughs> a dentist. That's all you do is go to a dentist. I know, but it's like I'm saying, like I'm it would, say, yeah, there would be week. time, yeah, yeah where I'm, I would look I'm, really fucking crazy. I'm always, well, I mean, like anybody who loses a front tooth I is gonna look, look like crazy. Danny Brown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be cool. I'm a hundred percent like, like. You're terrified. getting girls. Yeah, I'm getting girls. Like that's yeah. just like that's all there is to it, um, and yeah, I'm just doing it. Yeah, so we need to. a lot of money for the dentist. <laughs> yeah, so start using that Amazon link. Uh, and uh, cash at me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Whatever. At um, dollar sign. Dollar sign. <laughs> Real Bill Russell? I think so. Yeah, I cash think so app. too. Yeah, cash app. Do it. Um, I don't understand how we can... We should be able to get a sponsorship for cash app. 
where they just because I can just give you like if you sign up for it, you just get five bucks and I get five bucks. Yeah, but I mean, so why can't I just have a link? We're not like Crystalia. I know that's why. I didn't think that. <laughs> I'm just all. saying like they're yeah. not listening and they're not like no. Yeah, maybe but email I'm just saying, them. Like, email I'm, them. Yeah, I'm just saying like like th- there's a function in it. Yeah, already. I yeah. just want a link that I don't have to generate a new link every single time. People can just type that link in. Yeah. And get their free $5. Okay. All right. I'm sure they've never thought of that. So maybe you should email them. Yeah. I should it. probably tell them about how they should do their business. You're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I know wrong. you know, like, about banks and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm <laughs> like all about the FDIC and stuff. So it's like, yeah. yeah I do the FDIC, understand. You mean? FDIC? FDIC. Yeah. yeah. Good thing you mispronounced it. Uh, <laughs> shit. Ugh. Anyway. Um, yeah. I am nervous, by the way. Okay. But, I mean, like, this is somebody... Like, I'm explaining to you about this, uh, a, 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 a man who I consider, like, really cool. He is snarky. Okay. <laughs> but you also have to, like, understand... Well, I mean, well, here, we'll just start. We're talking about James Randi. Uh-huh. Um, he wasn't born James Randi. Um... He was born Randall James Hamilton. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's Zwing, but it's Z-W-I-N-G-E. He's I don't have a... I no, don't... Yep. Um, he was born uh, in uh, Toronto. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Can I look up what he... Can I see what he looks You're like? You're going to look at him in okay. like a couple of minutes. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, and and I did know what you were going to explain to me. I yes. knew generally, but I didn't know. I don't know anything, and I didn't Google anything because I'm good. You are good. I really appreciate you doing that. You can that's trust one of those, me. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a big deal. I'm really trustworthy, and that's why I'm allowed on this podcast. That's right. That's exactly right. People who are not trustworthy are not allowed on this podcast. <laughs> Kevin Brocious. We just had him on. We told him. We even We're told gonna him. We're going to start. Here's where the official list starts. Right. Kevin and me. Yeah. Oh, wow. He looks different than I thought. Yeah. He looks like Dr. Lipschitz from the Rugrats. He does, actually. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and Emily. Best friend Emily. Also. Emily is a trusted trusted member. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Here's a, here's a spookier picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, he kind of looks a little spooky in that one. He looks like Alan Watts. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, which, by the way, we haven't talked yet about the Watchmen TV series. Are you not stoked at all? Because of how much you love the actual Watchmen? I forgot, maybe. Did you tell me and I forgot? Yeah, it's starting on HBO this fall. Oh my god, you did tell me. I remember. Because yeah. I was like hyped like a month ago, I, I think. I think I told you like four really cool things all in a row. Yeah. Like, and you were like, and it was four in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, okay, so... Uh, uh, yeah, Randall James Hamilton's wing, swing. <laughs> we'll just do that. Uh, born in Toronto, um, he's got a mom and dad. He's got a younger brother and sister. Uh, he uh, started. Did anybody die of leukemia? No. Good. That's my general check for a family. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta. Yeah, you gotta make sure. <laughs> um, these fools uh, basically like what um, James Randi like as a kid. He started watching uh, Harry Blackstone, which is a magician. Excuse me, Harry Blackstone Sr. Uh, started reading uh, books. Um, he had a, a bicycle accident 
and it was pretty serious. He was uh, <laughs> like, remember in like the beginning of Forrest Gump, where like he had, or no, better yet, Big Fish. Well, like, you know, he's telling uh-huh. the story about how, like, his legs, like, were, like, his body was growing too fast. So he was, like, in this contraption, kind of like that. 13 months in a full body cast. Oh, wow. So yeah, like so evil it was can a evil. Real, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So it was, like, a real bad, like. Bubble boy. Yeah, exactly. So during that whole time, he was, uh, r- like, reading books about magic and stuff. Just got obsessed with it. Um like also, what does that mean? Like techniques? Yeah, like okay. like stories about magicians and techniques and okay. stuff like that. Um, he uh, they the doctors told him that he wouldn't walk again. He walked. Uh, you know, because thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, dropped out of school. Uh, he actually dropped out of high school at seventeen uh, to perform. And by the way, like okay, so throughout. Throughout the Wikipedia, throughout all the different things that I've like read about him, all of his interviews, he calls he never calls himself a magician, and he never calls himself a skeptic. He always calls himself a conjurer, and I forget what he says in, for, instead of skeptic, but I have it. Uh, That's a cool um, descriptor. What conjurer? Conjurer, yeah. I yeah. know a kid who call, uh his name's Mike, but he calls himself Rowan the Conjurer online. Mm-hmm. Shout out to him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> he does magic. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god! And he takes. Uh, he offers to take photos of you nude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I I misspoke. So he never calls himself a. Uh, he never calls himself a magician. He always calls himself a conjurer, and he. Um, he started uh, practicing as a mentalist with, uh, in nightclubs uh, in Toronto. Um, did I say he started working at a, car- in a carnival road show? No. Oh, yeah. So he drops out of high school at 17, starts to perform um, at, uh, in a carnival road show. Okay. So, he's a carny. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he's out there doing magic meth. tricks and shit. Yeah. <laughs> ma- meth, uh, magic tricks. The three M's. Mentalism, <laughs> <laughs> meth, and magic tricks. Uh so um, he starts uh, doing a uh, mentalist act in nightclubs. What does night that clubs. mean? So mentalism is basically like psychi- psychic type stuff. Okay. Okay. So like magic is like sleight He's of doing hand like and stuff like that. Tricks yeah. And stuff. Like in reading your mind and all that. One okay. of the um, when he uh, he's always been kind of a snarky son of a bitch. Uh-huh. That I and I love that about that him. That sounds like, fun. Yeah. Um, he uh, started like. I mean, he got famous quick, mm-hmm. um, or at least famous enough to be on like TV when TV came out and shit, right? Um, when he was in his twenties, uh, because astrology was a joke, he pretended to be an astrologer okay. to prove that it was fake. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, <laughs> he wrote an, an astrological column in a Canadian tabloid, uh, tabloid called uh, Midnight Thunder, uh, under the name Zoran. Um, yeah, just cause like, why just the fuck the name. not? Yeah, yeah. Just for fun. Um, and then, uh, the way he did it was he took astrology columns from other newspapers uh-huh. and just mixed and matched them. He, this sounds like, uh, Nathan for you. Like, do you remember I showed you that show? Yes. Nathan Fielder where he made like the dumb Starbucks and he like fabricated a viral video uh-huh. and stuff like that. Yeah. Of the, of a pig saving a goat yeah. in the water. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He was just like he was he was so He's like a troll. Yeah, like like but but 
in the way of like only specifically about like bullshit like you know like pseudoscience yeah exactly um when he uh when he uh got to a certain kind of like i'm jumping around a little bit but i tried to like keep it like yeah just so you know what's going on but uh um in his 30s randy worked uh in the uk europe philippine nightclubs and all across japan he witnessed many magic or he met witnessed many tricks that were presented as being supernatural so like that that's the thing is you got to remember like during this time period there were people who genuinely like 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 today still people believe in magic like there are people who are like no there's a difference between tricks and what you just did and that's magic like yes yeah okay okay yeah um so like uh, how do they how do they do like the where they like make something disappear there's so many like you can just buy a book and learn how to do it you know that right oh my god okay yeah like seriously like and that's one of the things that like because so i mean homeboy like is a magician he grows up doing like magic tricks he like learns from some of the like you know like reads all the books and like watches people it's under your chair um (laughs) he reads all the books he like he learns all of these like cool ass tricks starts performing them and realizes that people are like doing them but pretending that they're real Okay. And yeah. like, oh, he was, I've yeah, got he was doing them like it, like as he was an doing, illusion. Yeah, he basically, was like, he the was, difference yes. between that. His documentary, by the way, is called "An Honest Liar." Okay. And at the beginning, he explains it. It was like, like magicians are the most. It's like a dichotomy because I'm being straight up with you and telling you. I'm going to lie to you. I'm going to trick you right now. It's kind of like comedy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like even more so like in the fact that like you have to like you got to understand right now everything you see you should be skeptic about and then people just go along with it. Right. Like that's why people like watch the specials and stuff like that and like you know. It's um, like an understood space sort of thing where you just. Right. It's just what it is. Exactly. Um, one of the. Tri- uh, so like I said he was. uh you know, going around to like, you know, like in Europe and like, especially like Japan and Philippines and stuff like that, where a lot of people were doing like these tricks, but they were doing them in a way like, like, ooh, we're mystics, you know what I yeah. mean? So like they were, they were saying that they were real, but they weren't. Um, and like, uh, so that kind of like pissed him off a little bit. So he started doing um, also like seeing like, like evangelists, you know, like, you know, uh, Christian evangelists, yeah. like doing like faith healings and stuff like that and like same exact stuff they're doing the same exact thing um but those people are like all in Mm -hmm. they don't well we'll get to them (laughs) for sure um he said uh one of the things that one of the first things that like really made him like turn the corner as far as like treating people who are like lying to the public and saying that it's like not tricks that it's like psychic abilities or something like that from god or something like that um the problem is is that like a lot of people like charge you money for that so like i you know like i want to go do an appearance of like you know whatever i do like um for example talk to the dead so like and this is one of the things that happened in like houdini's time period where like a lot of people were also he loved houdini um who doesn't really if you really look at how cool houdini was we have to talk about him we really should we should have done him first and then we can talk no, about that, like, no this is this is more fun this way <laughs> yeah i think so too houdini's kind of s- it's not serious but it's like you know yeah 
um, there were a lot of things that were. Um, but anyway, I, I, lo- I lost my train of thought. But like, like during the time, there were a lot of people who were like taking advantage of people who like you know missed their de- their loved ones would die, and then there were these charlatans who'd show up and be like, "Oh, I can talk to your you know mother for you, and like you know it's only going to cost you like money." And they obviously aren't giving them the service that they want, but they're, you know, like, and some people are like, oh, well, it just gives them hope. It gives them like, you know, some sort of solace. Okay. But you're still fucking lying to people and taking their money for it. Yeah. Like end of the day. Placebo effect stuff. And they're, yeah. Yeah. One of the things that like one of his first experiences that kind of put him on this path was he saw, um, he saw an evangelist using, um, doing a magic trick called the, um, the one ahead technique, um, which Basically, he was trying to convince. What the fuck? Are you all right? I caught my finger. Oh, nice. Do you want to? No, it's okay. Okay. Um, so he started doing this thing called the one ahead technique. Like um, this guy was like tricking his people. And uh, to explain it briefly, so you have an audience member and you have one plant in that audience, and then you basically pass out cards and you're like, okay, well, you know, like ask me questions or whatever, and put them in these envelopes we'll seal the envelopes um the envelopes get passed back to the person who's going to be doing the 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 trick Mm -hmm. and what they do is they hold up the first envelope which um they say you know like uh uh the rehearsed question that the plant right would ask yeah so he's like he's like opening it and reading it but just he just already knows what. So basically, the way it works is he hasn't read it yet, but right. he's like answering the question. But like ah. when he says, "Oh, like the, you know, thirty-two, and then the plant in the audience goes, "Oh, that was mine." Uh-huh. Okay, but I he's got actually got a real person's thing. So the next question and answer is right here. So when he like puts up the new thing to the new envelope to his head like what was the capital of whatever he just remembers the question from this okay and I opens it reads he's fucking yeah yeah so and that's like a it's like, smart yeah exactly but i mean like magicians have been doing it for years mm-hmm. but this guy is pretending that like he's answering questions from the dead yeah so it pisses okay. him off <laughs> uh <laughs> so he um in 1946, he bec- uh, Randy becomes a professional stage magician and escapologist. Uh, he presented himself under his real name, Randall's Wing, uh, which he later dropped in favor of the amazing Randy. Yeah, and it's R A N D I. Okay. Um, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize there was like escape. What'd you say? Escapism or escape, escapologist? Escape all. I guess I didn't realize there was all like the different. I like I used to watch magic on TV all the yeah. time and like the amazing Jonathan. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I love the amazing Jonathan. Like like he was like him and Penn and Teller were like more magic that I grew up on than like anything. You know, yeah. 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 More than like seeing real magic. Right. That well, was, we watched comedy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I, like, I've seen whatever the special is that ran on Comedy Central of the amazing oh, Jonathan. Dude, where he just like drinks the Windex yeah, and like, yeah, does, yeah. like snorts the whole jar of cocaine yes. and like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's my favorite Co- shit. Yeah, exactly. I fucking love it. Yeah. Like, dude, we're stapling the fucking cards on that lady's face and shit. Oh, yeah. It's so great. That was his wife, by the way. Oh, uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. The, yeah. His like assistant. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. awesome yeah that's definitely. so funny oh it was such a, such a great act he still he still uh works 
Yeah, somebody was talking about on a podcast I was listening to. They were taping a documentary. Yeah, cause that was recent that I heard that. I think. Yes, at least I think he still works. I don't know. Yeah. He might be dead. Yeah. I don't know. No, he's still alive. Good. <laughs> um, I feel like I just heard him on a podcast like a little while ago. So. I heard somebody talking about him. Definitely, we, it must have been. We yeah. probably listened to the exact same podcast. We did. Um, so. Um. So obviously, Randy. Yeah. So he. I'm sorry. I was burping. Um. So uh, an escapologist. They basically they they um. Escape from shit like handcuff. Like what Houdini. Like Houdini was a magician, but also he was more known for his escapes. Right. So straight jackets, handcuffs. They would chain him up. They would fucking put him in a barrel. You know, shit like that. Um. <laughs> what is what David Blaine does called? Uh. What a great question freak you the fuck out that's what it's called that's what chris angel does yeah uh he mind freaks you <laughs> yeah. he mind freaks you the yeah, fuck out like david i don't know is that is he a mag- <laughs> like is like david blaine is a magician but david like, blaine does but ma- he does magic, like but he does like body like, like extreme body stunts yeah like stunt yeah, yeah, okay. yeah i think a lot of like, I think like some stunts. of the stuff is stunts yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah like when you like push when you live in an ice cube for like 42 years or whatever it is (laughs) yeah exactly okay um or push like a needle through your arm (laughs) stuff like that he doesn't do that oh yeah i watched him do it on conan okay it's gross i don't know that yeah i mean like there's Mm. i'm just saying like uh, there's like space in your body that Uh you can yeah not damage anything i know it's just so gross it's so disgusting you asked. Uh, anyway, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you did. I didn't specifically. You asked what he did. I specifically. I'm didn't. telling you, every trick he does, he I drinks. Didn't ask he it. drinks frogs. I was like, what does he do with needles? <laughs> 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 it doesn't make me sick or anything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry, my bad. You're good. Go on. All right. So, um, so he started doing uh, uh, a bunch of escape acts. Um, there's a there's a video of him, um, doing. Uh, stra- like upside down straight jacket thing while this lady's like singing this song called Magic Touch, okay. uh, which is a weird video. Yeah, it's actually like the um, the documentary Honest Liar, which is on Amazon Prime. Um, definitely watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Um, the best thing about that video or about that documentary though is it's more about there's an interesting twist. Okay. Which I'm gonna ruin for you because right now? it's in this podcast. Well, it's gonna be in this podcast. Okay spoiler alert yeah so fucking yeah. okay Let's do it now no i'm just kidding <sighs> I, I can't we haven't even got to that part um so he goes on um to do all these different like escapes like he's doing like literally like he's escaping from like safes and shit like that you know like figuring out like and, and it's all fucking magic mm-hmm. and like part of it is also like just being able to like move your body around in a way or like hold your arms in a way that like somebody ties a knot and it and they think it's tied but it's not how do you escape out of a safe? Like, what is what was he doing? Fucking figuring it out. I don't know, dog. Like, okay, Houdini did. Okay, so Houdini did this uh, this one thing, which was uh, well. Let me tell you about this. On uh, February seventh, nineteen fifty six, he appeared on NBC's Today Show, where he remained for a hundred and four minutes. Mm-hmm. That's like two hours. It's an hour and. <laughs> Well, I know this because, like, when you edit the podcast, you give me, like, a hundred and some minutes when it's real. It should be, yeah. yeah. Uh, So, 90 minutes is an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so an hour and 44. 
Done. Uh, 144, uh, 104 minutes sealed in a metal coffin that had been submerged in a hotel swimming pool. So he was in there. Was it full water? It was just a sealed metal coffin underneath. I guess he couldn't go water. 104 yeah. minutes without breathing. Right. Um, like water. <laughs> he, uh, he was doing it. Um, uh, it was the same stunt that Harry Houdini had done. Um, which Harry Houdini's record was 93 minutes. Uh-huh. Um, so he beat, and it's actually in Guinness Book of World Records at that point, uh, that he beat Harry Houdini's world record. I was going to say, and that's how he died, but I know how Houdini died. Right, yeah. Houdini died in a weird way, getting punched in the gut. Yeah, he had <laughs> appendicitis. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler anyway. alert. Yeah, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, but here's how cool Randy is. He points out that like when... Uh, Houdini did the act like when he actually did that stunt he was way way older than James Randi was so it doesn't even count like in his brain he's like I'm like super young like I can definitely like breathe better uh-huh. and like concentrate better and like you know survive longer he's talking shit no no no, no. he was like the opposite of talking shit it was oh. like Houdini should still have it yeah because I'm younger when I'm doing this okay. so obviously I'm going to be able to do it like for longer um, he he got like a lot of jobs like where they were hiring him to do Houdini stunts mm-hmm. um, because of the fact that he was like as good of an escapologist as Houdini, according to a lot of people. Um, he, I'm trying to remember exactly when this happened because I don't remember really reading it, but I know <laughs> one of the reasons. Um, oh yeah, it's coming up real soon. Okay. So basically, um, this is a pretty. Uh, this is a good spot where I want to show you like two short videos. And granted, uh, I think they're both from when he's like older. Mm-hmm. But just to give you an idea, like one of like his, and we'll link these. Um, yeah. One his like um, demeanor. We'll, we'll link them in order that we show them. Yeah. That way, it's a little video number one. Right. Because um, like his demeanor is is like interesting. Because he comes off as a prick, like I said. I'm excited. Like, I'm just reading this stuff, but he's just rad. Um, okay. But, like, also, you can see, like, some of the tricks that he does and, like, stuff like that. So. So, we're going to pause. We're going to pause. And if you want to watch this video, go to drunkbillexplains.com. Yeah. And there's a link in the episode yeah. thing. It should be even, yeah, like, wherever you're listening to this, you could probably just scroll up and True. click on him. Notes. Do them. <laughs> Okay, so we just watched video one and two, and like like I said before, like I wanted you to see. He looks like a college professor, right? But that's what he reminds me yeah, of. Yeah, he's just a goofy guy who, like, I mean, he's been doing like the two, um, like uh, for sure the rope thing. Yeah, like he's been doing that. Like, there's a video. Like the first one I saw was on the documentary and Honest Liar, where um, is there a video of him when he's younger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like when he's like on TV in the fifties and shit. Like, and dude, he was like. Yeah, he was rad. He was hot. Oh hell yeah! He had okay. like this really cool, like like the like the Penis. like yeah, really <laughs> awesome dick. It was cool. Um, no, but he had like like the the Van Dyke mustache and beard thing, like all pointy and shit. You know, looking oh, like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. slicked to the side hair, getting out of straight jackets and shit. He had like ropes and whatnot. You know, like what everyone wants. Yeah, anyway. and a magician. Yeah, exactly. Damn. Um. So, but I really uh, like it was interest. Um, it was 
I don't know. It was important for you to like get the idea of hit. Like you can see his personality in what yeah. he does. Yeah. Um, so so well, the first video, if you didn't want to watch it, he's just showing how to do like a really simple like parlor trick, basically, yeah. and. Um, He's being like funny about it. His it's yeah. like a little bit of like misdirection, like um, yeah, it's just kind of goofy. Yeah, I don't know. And, and then the second video was uh, a a trick with a rope where he got out of it really quick. So yeah. it was just him like messing around with the two people that were helping. He had like two assistance assistance from the audience. And they tied knots behind his, around his wrist, behind his back. And he just really... I asked you, I was like, well, how did he get out of it so quick? And you were like, the way he bends his arms, I was like, oh. Yeah, he just like... He he, just, it's not yeah. magic. He just bent his arms funny. Yeah, like. <laughs> exactly. Like, there, like I, I don't know the exact way that he does the trick, but yeah. like I know that... It's not magic. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, <laughs> the first time I saw it, like, the video that I saw of him doing it the first time was when he was really young. Uh-huh. And he had these two pe- people who helped him. And, like, he goes, uh, the one, like, a, a guy and a lady on one side of him and the other side and he's like okay like and uh by the way like you know so what we're gonna do they're tying his hands behind his back and he's like so what we're gonna do is we're gonna time how long it's gonna take me to get out of this and he spins around and he goes and he like spins around and points to the guy uh-huh. he's already out of it yeah. by the time he spun around <laughs> points to the guy and he goes do you have a watch because we're gonna have to time this <laughs> and then the guy's just like no and then he points to the lady and yeah. the lady like looks yeah and he's like what about you do you have and he was like oh never mind i have one and like uh-huh. and he's like, like oh that was two and a half seconds perfect yeah it was like gangster shit yeah. you know what i mean he's just having it like he was like so i'm a fan already yeah I think he's uh, well funny. i mean penn and teller like worship james randy mm-hmm. so i mean like it uh, makes sense right can i say really quick when you like told me about james randy i was like he was on Aquatine, or there was like a thing <laughs> yes. inspired by him on Aquatine, and it was the amazing the uh, or what was it? Randy, oh fuck, now I can't remember what I it can't was. Remember either. But it's he works at a circus and he's a ringleader, so he's yeah. not he's not a a magician, but right? Yeah, yeah that was what I thought. It, <laughs> I, that's what I thought. It, I thought he was a ringleader from all the things I learned on Aquatine, right? <laughs> Which there's a lot of cool stuff to learn on Aquatine. Um, so so yeah so he did a bunch of like uh so now you know what's up with him Uh, he did a bunch of like really cool stunts like um wet stunts wet stunts dry stunts uh he did um let me see well we'll get we'll get to the part where he's like really on tv and stuff here in a minute um so um he did um like i said in 56 he did the uh the houdini thing we broke the world record um he was a guest on the long john nebel program on new york radio station wor did character voices and commercials you can hear his voice like obviously he'd be really good for voiceovers he's got like a cool voice for Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff and like he has a very interesting accent it's because he's from he's he's from toronto so like it's just an interesting and he was born in like the late 20s so interesting accent um really good for radio and stuff i don't like know that. what people from toronto sound like well it, he just like drake like drake yes exactly <laughs> um well you just heard him and you know drake that's it oh right so i'll just mix those two together <laughs> yeah yeah um you're right it was a dumb thing to say uh <laughs> so um he uh so john nebel uh went to wnbc in 1962 uh randy actually got his radio show time slot 
Um, so from 67 to 68, he hosted a show called The Amazing Randy Show. Um, they had guests that would defend paranormal claims. So in other words, like he would have people come on to debate. <laughs> He'd be like, bitch, you like do magic like or you you're saying that you like talk to the dead will come on my show and talk to the dead mm. and then they He's can't do trolling it. again right i well I, nowadays it would be considered trolling but that's like, what i'm saying but, it's like but like 100 percent, like like these people are like he's actually like anti-trolling because like really he like these are people who are saying like oh i can do this thing okay well then come do this thing in front of me yeah like he's like shutting them down one uh piece of shit at a time um <laughs> uh one of the people who would come on uh was his friend at the time uh, a guy named james mosley we don't talk about him any- uh, uh, again don't worry uh <laughs> it's just an important he's thing not gonna to- be on the test no he won't be um he did a bunch- he canceled <laughs> he did get canceled actually um well <laughs> randy got canceled <laughs> He got kicked off the radio. Um, What'd he say? Well, Randy says he didn't say this, but the Archbishop of New York says that he says it. No. Uh, (laughs) He did not. No. Um, He, uh, according to the Archbishop of New York, Randy said on air that Jesus, quote, Jesus Christ is a religious nut. (laughs) In 1967, that could I get guess, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking now. I'm like, that's just like a funny thing you would say that doesn't like it doesn't like, make sense. Like that was on the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So uh, he also hosted numerous television specials. So they had him on te- uh, doing TV specials, um, basically either debunking people or he would be uh, doing magic, like doing escape uh, things and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> And stuff like that. Yeah, things and uh, doing my thing and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Doing my escape thing and stuff like that. I'm really surprised because, like, I I know this happened, and the reason why he stopped. Okay, it's not here yet. It's got to be in here. All right. What'd you do? I'm just gonna talk about it now. So basically, so there was um. The reason why he stopped doing escape stuff, he did a couple of things afterwards, but he stopped doing like extreme mm-hmm. shit. Like, because he was doing like, he was hanging like off of like helicopters over Niagara Falls, getting out of straitjackets. That's like intense. Yeah. That's a lot. And right. he's like old. Well, at that now. time, it was like, I'm a, yeah. S- I'm saying like now he's old. Yeah, definitely. Um, at the time, I mean, he was still in like his 30s or 40s when he was doing that, or even maybe even 50s. That's like, I'm imagining Billy, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like hanging off of a helicopter. Yeah. He's not old. No, I'm not saying Billy's old. I'm saying like right. somebody in their 40s. Like right, yeah, me <laughs> doing it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I wouldn't do it. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely That's so like scary. Non- yeah, exactly. Like, dude, fuck all that shit. Um, what I'm more, uh, uh, there was a ju- uh, 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 there was a um, uh, a trick that he was going to do, an escape that he was going to do that Houdini had done, and he was. I don't remember which television show it was for. I just know that it was on a television show um so anyway so he um television show yeah it was a television show they had him they were gonna have him on to do this uh stunt where it was it was something that houdini had done mm-hmm. where basically okay so like a giant milk container 
Like you, okay, so <laughs> like a milk jug. Like think about an urn. Yeah. Like your traditional like vase looking urn. Like what a, urn. the milkman would like drop off like in the no the six pack. No, like the the bigger version. Like what they would take the milk out of to put into that. Oh, okay. So it's like, like a big tank. Enough, it's big enough for a person to be in, yeah. barely. You can easily fit a child in. <laughs> but a person has to like be contorted in order to get in. Okay. Okay. Um here. Let me just Google it real quick. Do you see what it is? <laughs> it was just funny the way you said like a child. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That's totally fine. Uh, what they would like milk it milk the cow and dump the they would dump the pail into (laughs) dude I have no idea what you're even saying at this point so (laughs) alright we have different ideas of what milking a cow looks like apparently yeah A difference of opinions. <laughs> okay. So, milk jug. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, this is... Yeah. Like so... This tall. Yeah, about that, yeah. <laughs> and here's a picture of children. <laughs> inside colored milk jugs. They're inside it? Like, they're standing, well, they're standing inside of them. It. Why no, they're standing it? inside them. Oh, they are? Yeah. Okay. So like you can see how how, okay maybe they're not they're standing inside of next them. to it. Yeah, they're standing next to them. My bad. <laughs> okay, so that so is anyway. literally like the picture right next to it. No, I searched Randy Milk Jug and then that <laughs> picture came up, and then I searched James Randy Milk Jug and okay. then the other one came Got up. You. The actual milk jug that he had used. So um so Houdini, uh-uh. uh so Houdini did this um did this trick where. Got the milk jug. Do we need to include a picture of it for our listeners? <laughs> no, no, I no, hope. No, no uh, you've made it very clear. Okay. It's like if a child standing next to it, it's like a, it's like six eighths of a child high. Yeah, exactly. So like, so mm-hmm. the trick was is that Houdini was gonna get, he was gonna be shackled, so like handcuffs and shit, chains all around his body and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He gets into a milk jug. It's filled with water. They lock the lid on. Yeah. With padlocks on the outside. He escapes. Okay? He did this. Yeah. It's all magic and whatnot. False bottoms or whatever. I oh. have no fucking clue how okay. it actually oh, worked. Know. No right. clue what how it actually worked. Okay. But it probably false bottoms and stuff like that and they figure out like because like it's all built like, into the ground and they, he can yeah. actually stand up because what they yeah what they do makes it easier like and shit like that yeah they they like basically they pull up a curtain yeah. so the audience doesn't see what's happening so he can go down through the thing get unlocked and all that stuff but there is like shit where he has to like get unlocked like he has to get the yeah, handcuffs off and there fucking, is like a skill in it yeah yeah so he succeeds in doing this because there are bad magicians yeah 
and magicians and bad escapologists magicians die <laughs> a lot <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm even just saying like yeah. that can't do the uh, like an illusion or don't right. do it smoothly or where it's like an apparent thing where they're doing an illusion and the dumb people are like oh it's illusion right exactly that's why like penn and teller had a show called penn and teller fool us yeah because they've been doing magic long enough that it was like really hard to fucking fool them um and you won money if you could like the this way that magic, yeah oh dude you've never watched that show mm-hmm. oh it's so dope it's got to be on like showtime or something like that uh, or like well it's got to be motion on, you mean <laughs> it's got to be on dig i don't know <laughs> do you remember dig Mm-mm. dig was a website like dig like, dot it the dig dig dot com oh it was like pre-reddit i don't know what i just said i don't know what you just said <laughs> dig it you know what you might be right it might have been that. I don't know. But we're... I don't know. This is... Yeah. Um, so, so they had Randy. He was going to, like, for, like, some sort of anniversary. This is the talking shit portion of it, because I don't have record of it, but I remember watching yeah. a video okay. about this. So, for some sort of anniversary of maybe Houdini doing that trick or whatever, they were going to have Randy do it on TV. So, during the rehearsal which they film. Oh. Right. Just in case, because like, they got to film it twice. <laughs> just in just, case he dies? Well, yeah. Okay. Like, just in case, right? Because, oh. I mean, like, at the end of the day, Homeboy still is in, uh, sub- like, submerged in water. <laughs> right. Okay. True. So, he goes into the milk tank, or in the milk jug. He's shackled the whole idea is he's going to get out. Uh, the way he describes it is like he felt something bad happen. <laughs> there was like a noise and it didn't feel good. And then he realized like he couldn't move basically. Like he's paralyzed? Sort of, kind of, yeah. Like he couldn't like move very well. I mean, like, and it's a small container yeah. to begin with. Yeah. So, like, he has to be able to move freely. He's injured. I want to see how tall he is. I'm just curious. He's very short. Well, you saw him. Yeah, he was, like... Standing, like, he next was, to normal um, people. Yeah, he was standing next to some people, but I couldn't tell if they were really tall. Every picture I see of him in every video, like, he's always got his pants, like, way up above he's his five, belly button. Six, so he's, yeah. he's, he's like, he, an... Uh, he's, like, two inches taller than I am. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, like, for... Yeah. Like... Um, so he's inside this milk container, feels this thing happen and they're waiting for him to escape. He's supposed to have like, you know, four minutes or eight minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. And they're well past that point. And in his brain, he's like, well, I can't panic because if I panic, I'll definitely die in here. So I got to fucking chill out. Like David Blaine. I got to chill out and wait until they realize something's wrong and get me out of here. He's got to lower his heart rate. Yeah. Breathe less. Yes. Like completely like less than he's already breathing, which is none because he's underwater. (laughs) Yeah. And he's paralyzed or whatever. And he's paralyzed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he for sure like. You think he was just scared and he was like, I don't know. Well, His body I mean, like, was like, no. No, because 
they unlock all the because there were padlocks around the fr- the outside. I don't yeah. know if I told you that or not, but like no. I showed you the picture. There's padlocks on the outside, and so they unlock all the padlocks and they get him out. He actually had a fracture in his neck when they pushed down. He wasn't quite sitting right, and so when they pushed the lid on, it fractured his neck. Oh man, so hangman's it, fracture. Yes, on <laughs> the C three. On the um, maybe. Maybe. I don't remember exactly because yeah. I feel like C4, right? Like C3, C4. Yeah. Was like what I heard. But anyway. Uh huh. Yeah. So he stopped doing extreme shit. Good. That's <laughs> yeah. probably good. Yeah. Because like he legit almost fucking died. Wow. Yeah. So that's. uh Yeah. So he's. But he still continued to do. um Fun stuff. Yeah. And especially, like, being a skeptic. Yeah. Um, do you know who Uri Geller is? Yeah, I know the name. Okay, so um, I hate saying his first name because I've heard it as Yuri, but apparently it's, Yuri. it's Uri. Yeah. Uh, he's from... Um, the Ukraine. Very, very close. Uh, let me see. Russia. Tel Aviv. He's from Tel Aviv. Are they close? I have, yeah, like that area. There's something going on. Like, it's fucking Europe or Asia. It's Eurasia. <laughs> or something. Or the Middle East. Or whatever. It's like not the United States and I'm a fucking idiot. How about that? <laughs> I don't know how close they are either. I remember Tel Aviv being on the fucking news. It's like in, like in the 90s and shit. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, for real. Yeah, see, you were a smart one. Um, you got to pee? No, I was saying like one's up here and oh. one's down here. I thought you were saying, "Can I pause this because I have to pee?" <laughs> no, no, <laughs> like no, the pointing was no. like fucking on point. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so all right. So Yuri Geller was um, a guy who claimed he was psychic. Okay. And what he some of the things that he would do would be. Well, if you remember that first video that we watched, he mentions that he would read envelopes. Right. Which is the the thing that we were talking about before. Um, the, what was it called next? Um, yeah, one ahead. Yeah. So he would do that. He would bend spoons. Okay, so like. How does that happen? So the Matrix. I've never seen it. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, in The Matrix, like, the big thing is... God damn it. You should have watched The Matrix before we <laughs> fucking Are did this. Are you serious? No, no. Because there's oh. one... There's one... Okay, so, like, in The Matrix, there's uh, a scene that is, like... It's it's a pop culture thing. It's been a pop culture thing. You've heard about Bending Spoons before. Yeah. Um, Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking... Um, Alakazam. Right. So, there's always, like, this psychic spoon thing. It's because of Yuri Geller. Okay. Okay. So, um... It's, like, a trope that comes, like, specifically from him? Yes. Okay. Because, like, he got famous for bending spoons on TV. Okay. Um, in The Matrix, they, like, they they make the... Like, there's a kid who's, like, maybe the one, um, and, like, he's sitting there, he's, like, like, I don't know, a fucking weird kid with an English accent, bald head, and he's, like, holding a spoon, and the spoon goes... Yeah. And then he says to Neo, like, the trick is, is that, like, you can't bend the spoon. That's impossible. You have to realize the truth that there is no spoon. 
That's the Matrix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because they're in. What? I've never. Spoiler seen alert. Watch the Matrix. Cut this I out. Know. Watch the Matrix, please. For, your, for the love of goddamn every, <laughs> we're watching it. Clear your calendar tonight. We're watching the Matrix right here. Uh, anyway. Um, okay. So anyway. how did how did you bend the spoon? So basically, what you like? Get um, it hot. Yeah, like literally, like uh, like I don't know a hundred percent, but like from what I'm, this is the talking shit part again. From what I remember, the trick is because you he rubs it right, so like. It's thin metal, and from your body heat of actually like touching the spoon, it starts to become like the metal that it's made out of is very, very easy to bend. Is he using like shitty spoons? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So like he would get it to the point where it was going to break anyway. Yeah. And then he would just like rub, rub, and be like, "Oh, do you feel this? Feel the energy? You know, like whatever, like in his weird accent from Tel Aviv." And then uh, we'll cut that. And then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he's just like you know and then like he's holding the spoon and then like it suddenly like breaks and he's done it on like several fucking like Larry King and fucking okay. Johnny Carson and all this shit like he's out there on fucking TV doing this and becoming famous there was also another thing where he would uh, there was a trick that he would do where um, do you want to pull up a video and, I, like, I just wanted to see what he looked like Yuri uh, Geller? I feel like I recognize this guy you might yeah British Israeli magician yeah so we were right you were right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I right. know where Tel Aviv is. I'm gonna pull up a world map. We're gonna see. Yeah, no, they're not near each other. What isn't? Russia and uh, Israel. I never said Russia was. I said Tel Aviv was <laughs> close to Russia. <laughs> I said Tel Aviv was close to Russia. Tel not Aviv is in Ru- is in- Yeah, but I never said Israel was close to Russia. <laughs> All right. I know Tel Aviv fair is enough, a, fair I, enough. I know. You're right. You didn't say that, but you <laughs> right. made that a that was Yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> I just <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh <laughs> I wanna do I wanna do a geography challenge with you. I wanna do like a side by side because I probably am no better than you at literally just the United States. Who can we have somebody like who can we have to administer the test? I don't know. We'll get. We'll have somebody admit somebody the dumber test. than us. Yes. Oh my God. Please. <laughs> and they have to take it too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This will we'll be do fun. A, yeah, we'll do a geography challenge. Okay. I'm into it. Um. So basically, uh, there was another trick that uh, there was uh, like Yuri Geller would uh, bend keys. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. and here's the thing. Like, uh, like Barbara Walters. You know Barbara Walters. Like, yeah. you know whatever news shit she does. Um, she was talking to James Randi about like how she's a believer because like he bent her house key. Like, like Kay. she was like, I'm a skeptic. Like, Randy, you got to understand, I'm a skeptic. You don't understand how much of a skeptic I am. But look at my house key. He did this in front of me. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, my, uh, uh, there was also a thing where he would do, like, there was, like, film cans, like, film canisters, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, the small film canisters. He'd have a bunch of them on a tray, and, like, he would, like, um, be able to tell, like, if there was, like, if they were full of water or not. Like That's just, I just by, used to, I used to fill them with water and freeze them, and then use, like, the ice. <laughs> I would drink yeah. T- they taste weird. Yeah, because you're getting the plastic. <laughs> S- 
that is what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> that Eminem Tom Green. <laughs> yeah, those filled like, canisters, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ice cubes out of plastic. Tom Green, Eminem. Things yeah, that were yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. not meant to be frozen and oh. expanded like that. Yeah, Got definitely. you. Because the lid would pop off of uh-huh. them in the freezer. Yeah, exactly. God. Um, so, so he would take those and he would be able to tell, like, just by putting his hand over top of it, which ones were full. And, like, what he would do, he'd have them pull them out on a tray. Yeah. And, like, when he was, like, carrying the tray... He would move it slightly and look at which ones moved like they were had water in them, which ones were empty. Got you. He put his hand over top of it and be like, uh, abracadabra, alakazam, this yeah. one's got water in it, bitch. Like, and then, yeah. So, like, all of these are, like, the thing is that they're super serious, easy fucking parlor tricks that people have no fucking clue because, like, th- we're talking about the 70s. People don't give a fuck about magic. They don't know science. They also don't know science. They think that like everybody believes in angels and ghosts and cookie you diet. Know. Yeah, exactly. Like cookie diet. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like people AIDS. just don't. Not yet. Close. Very <laughs> soon. Very soon. We're on the horizon of AIDS. Um, so, uh, in 1972, James Randi basically becomes like an international name. Because he challenges the claims of Yuri Geller. Because he's <gasps> been, yeah, Geller's been touring around doing all these like stupid fucking things on TV every yeah. show, every fucking show. Um, <laughs> multiple times in public, uh, in interviews, James Randi. <laughs> this is some gangster shit I, I fucking love. Uh, he, com- he accuses Geller of being a charlatan. A fraud, and literally says multiple times, like on on like very uh, a lot of interviews, like he's doing tricks that you can get the off of the back of cereal boxes. Hmm, drama. Right, and he's convincing you, American people, that he's magic, and he's doing a trick that's literally on the back of a cereal box. Right. Um. I like it. Johnny Carson. Johnny Carson. A lot of people don't know about Johnny Carson. I didn't. I didn't know about this until I was doing the research for it. Johnny Carson, it, comedian, had the the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, um, a fucking staple. Like he was like a make it or break it dude. He like launched the careers and killed the careers of so many people, uh, single handedly. Um, he was also a skeptic. He used to be a magician. Oh. Yes. And Randy contacted Carson and was like, look, you know and I know that this kid is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Have him on. And I'm going to tell you how he does all of his tricks. And then I want your stage people, your production people, to to not to rig anything, but to just do simple little things so that they can make it so that he can't do his trick. Mm-hmm. And the first one was the film canister thing. So what they did was they took the film canisters. Like, remember, the whole trick of it was, like, he would move this thing and see which ones moved yeah. like they had water in them and which ones didn't. Which, glasses with water in them move differently than glasses that don't. Like, everybody knows this if you yeah. ever fucking, like, just, like, scooted around, like, you know... If you accidentally bump the table, yeah. So what they uh, what Randy told him to do was have his people 
do a light coat of rubber cement on the bottom of the film canisters. It's not going to be enough to stick them to anything, but it's also going to be too much. Like, so it's going to just basically give it a little traction. So they're not going to move like he expects them to move. Um, Johnny Carson was very much on, (laughs) on their side. Uh, he wanted to, um, uh, he wanted to basically expose Geller, uh, also, um, he wanted to spill the tea. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to use like I'm trying to use like modern terms. Right, right, right. He was very lit. Yeah, <laughs> very, yeah. Very, he very, was very, very woke and yes. um, spilled the tea. He was spilling that tea, girl. Um, so uh, Carson actually even um, talked to Randy a bunch because he was going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. And like normally Carson would never talk to guests. He would talk to Randy before. Yeah. And be like, so like, is this cool? Is that cool? Like just like things like that. Um uh, in 1973, Geller appeared on The Tonight Show, uh, and this appearance is recounted in the Nova documentary. Nova was a TV mm-hmm. uh, program. Um, James Randi, The Secrets of the Psychics. So, like I was saying, they like the whole prop thing. Like they they like they rigged them slightly without like fucking everything up. Like they didn't like like I said, they didn't glue shit down or yeah. whatever. But they like the the production team did some things that like you know randy had told them to do um and then they also basically didn't even tell yuri or his staff about what was going to happen right well Um, yeah yeah um so yuri geller thought he was gonna get interviewed (laughs) when he went on carson but they were pranking him yeah they're punking him they punked him a hundred percent uh he walks out on stage um, and he uh, he appeared surpri- according to the Wikipedia thing he appeared surprised that he was not going to be interviewed but instead was expe- uh, expected to display his abilities using the provided articles. Mm-hmm. Um, Geller said, "Quote: This scares me." Of course it does. And quote: I'm surprised because before this program, your producer came. And he read, uh, he read me at least 40 questions you were going to ask me. They fucking, from the get, were like, we're going to get this motherfucker. Shit. Yeah. So it's almost like malicious in a way. A little. Like it that, is. That, it is. When you tell me the interview part, yeah, it's like shit. It, it is, 100%. But here's also another malicious part of that. Oh, no. He definitely was taking advantage of people. Yeah. He's like getting millions of dollars pretending that he's right. psychic. Instead of just being like, hey, guys, I'm a magician. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing that, like, like, it's really, like, I mean, I'm sure that there's a bunch of fucking lead singers in the world, like, who are in, like, signed bands that, like, really get mad at karaoke people. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah. okay, well, like, you're, you're fucking, like, having your fun or whatever. That's, that's a bad example, actually. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, a real example um, that makes sense. And I you can't really. One. Yeah. Just like just being cut. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, yeah. Like, like he, he could be up front and be like, he could be up front and be like, yeah. Hey, I'm doing a trick. Yeah. Instead, he's pretending that he has psychic abilities, therefore making it so that like, you know, this person who's saying you can do this and this person who's saying that they can talk to angels and this person who's saying crystals will heal you. Yeah snake oil yeah all that stuff it like makes it easier to believe in because 
This dude's on fucking TV bending spoons. Right. So, um, obviously, obviously, Geller was unable to um, display any paranormal abilities, saying, quote, I don't feel strong. He literally, like, and that, and, like, that was one of the things, because I watched video of this also, and, like, Johnny Carson's, like, leaning on his desk, like, watching, Mm -hmm. and Geller's, like, you know, just putting his hand over top of stuff, and he's like, I... I don't feel strong. Just don't have it yeah. today. Yeah, and 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 also Carson's like he's like, listen, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, man, but you're also saying that you can do this. Like you're putting yourself on the spot. Yeah. Like I'm trying to like prove. How to often you- do you not feel strong? Like right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, uh, apparently he uh, he didn't like being pressed to perform. Um, a guy named uh, Adam. And I think it's Higgum, Higginbottom. Uh, he wrote uh, in the New York Times. There was a, an article he did in two, 2014. So way afterwards. The result was a legendary immolation. Uh, in which Geller offered up flustered excuses to his host. And his abilities failed him again and again. Quote, I sat there for 22 minutes, humiliated, Geller told me, when I spoke to him in September. Sitting in my pee pants. Yeah, like, like, like legit. <laughs> Quote, I went back to my hotel, devastated. I was about to pack up the next day and go back to Tel Aviv. I thought, that's it. I'm destroyed. <laughs> However, <laughs> this appearance on The Tonight Show, which Carson and Randy had orchestrated to debunk Geller... Um, actually backfired this is another part of the quote from the new york times article to geller's astonishment he was immediately booked on the merv griffin show yeah uh he was on his way to becoming a paranormal superstar no literally such thing as bad press literally what happened was you're fucking popular johnny carson because merv griffin and johnny carson were competing right so you're going to have this guy on here and try to, like, demonize him, say that he's a liar. We're going to have him on and show that the world right. that he's fucking his comeback, real. yeah. Exactly. The day later. Yeah. Um, he was on his way to becoming a paranormal superstar. That, um, quote, that Johnny Carson show made Yuri Geller. Uh, Geller said, to an enthusiastic, trusting, an enthusiast, sorry, to an enthusiastically trusting public, his failure only made his gift seem more real. I'm not strong, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If he were performing magic tricks, they would surely work every time. So, in other words, you want to believe in somebody, you're going to believe in it. Yeah. So, him not being able to produce it was 100% just that. It was... It worked out in his benefit like way too much um this result obviously convinced james randy maybe i'm not doing enough to try to stop these people right like he went on johnny carson he be he, like he like him and carson conspired mm-hmm. to prove like hey this guy's a, like this guy's a fraud he's he's like he's literally like fucking you over and it didn't work. So, um, in 1976, uh, Randy approach is a uh, 
a guy named uh, Ray Hyman who uh, <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> it's worth it yeah yeah his name's Hyman uh, <laughs> his name's Werda Werda Hyman <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Werda that's not even a name I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little drunk. <laughs> and in, welcome yeah. back. <laughs> in 1976, uh, Randy approaches his, uh, approaches his, approaches a, a, a fellow by the name of Ray Hyman, who is, um, <laughs> we're keeping the joke in, because yeah. it's like, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'm still laughing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, he's a psychologist. Uh, he, um, okay, so at Stanford, Stanford tested Yuri Geller. Mm-hmm. We remember For the what? Stanford prison experience because, like, of like, because, like, they were testing psychic ability. Like, through science, like, right. through fucking okay. bullshit. Oh, I forgot like, it's 1976. Yeah, exactly. Like, the same way that they did the fucking prison experiment. Yeah. Like, that's how Whatever they did it. Whatever year that was. Yeah. Around the same time, I 60s. think, wasn't it? 60s? Yeah. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Go listen to our episode, Sanford Prison Experiment with Kevin Brocious. Yeah, and then comment and tell us what year it was. <laughs> what year is it? Leave it down below in the comments. Yes, rate, review, and subscribe. Hit that subscribe the button. Subscribe button over here. I want here. you to go ahead and hit that like bell so that way every time we put out a new video, <laughs> you're going to know. Um, so they go to... <laughs> um, Ray Hyman, uh, he actually tested... <laughs> All right, I'll just call him Ray because you can't be a... You're a child. That's why. Because <laughs> I'm a child, too. Um, so, uh, he... Uh, Ray knew Geller was full of shit, but just didn't have... Like, he didn't have the sway to prove it at yeah. Stanford. Um, they, uh... Basically, like, Randy was like, hey, let's create an organization basically like what we do is we just like fight pseudoscience i like that yeah they're like fucking like on it right uh later that year they talked to a guy named uh martin gardner who um was a columnist for the uh magazine called uh scientific american uh whose writing had helped um that was a, this is a hard sentence. Um, you want me to read it? No, no. Um, Martin Gardner, uh, writer of Scientific American. He his writings helped. They like Ray and Randy read his shit a lot and yeah. like was like, oh, this kid's down. So like we'll get him on the team, and they formed Voltron. Just kidding. Uh, the Committee for Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal, or PSYCOP. All right. I'll just call it PSYCOP from Psycop. now on. Yeah. Um, That's fucking rad. Yeah. They started a magazine called Skeptical Inquirer. Um, they got money from that. They got donations. And basically, what um, the uh, they got... Uh, secular humanist philosopher Paul Kurtz to uh, be on the executive board with them along with Isaac Asimov mm -hmm. and Carl Sagan. <gasps> uh, they were all founding members. Yep. 
Um, they're all astronauts. They're all astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> they all smoke weed and party. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil deGrasse Tyson was there too. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. If Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Ripley from Aliens. <laughs> Ripley from Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> Ripley from Ripley's Believe It or Not was not invited actually because he's on Kane. the other side. Dean Kane from was, Ripley's yeah, Believe It or Not. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> ooh, excuse me. Um, they uh, they join up. They uh, travel the world. Randy uh, basically mostly he was the public face of uh, Psychop. Um, and according to Ray, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the face of the skeptical movement. We're talking about in the 70s. Okay. Okay, so um, there was also... I think this is a good quote. Uh, there's a magazine called Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, uh, um, it's a uh, it's a magic magazine. It's I assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, February 2nd issue... Uh, ni- or February 2nd, 1974 issue. Um, Randy is quoted as saying... I know of no calling which depends so much on the mutual trust and faith as does ours. It basically like, listen, you're gonna, you're not gonna come up to me and like look under my sleeves, right? And I'm telling you, I'm tricking you. Mm-hmm. And if you constantly think about the fact that like, even like, even on the level of just being an honest liar. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's like, don't fucking tell people that you're communicating with the dead. Don't fucking tell people that, like, God is giving you this. You know how to rub a spoon and make it bend. Yeah. <laughs> that was his big beef. Um, Alice Cooper, uh, the musician, um, they did a tour for uh, the famous it was eyeliner the, musician. <laughs> yes, famous eyeliner musician. Um, Alice Cooper did a uh, tour, uh, the billion dollar baby, baby bleh, billion dollar babies tour uh, from nineteen seventy three to seventy four. Um, Alice Cooper, obviously being very theatrical, like in his uh, stage presence and also like stage show, and they figured like like legit like they were about to do this like new tour. And Alice Cooper was like, you don't be fucking dope. Because, like, the stuff that his music deals with is, like, you know, like, creepy or whatever. The for occult. The, for the time, the occult. Uh, so he wanted to have a guillotine, like, him being beheaded with uh-huh. a guillotine on stage. Yeah. And then he contacted James Randi and was like, how do I fucking do this? And Randy was like... Uh, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll build you this. And then he was like, "That's really cool." Hey, by the way, do you want to make some money and go on tour with us? That's awesome. So he toured and he performed on stage as a mad dentist. Okay. And the actual executioner for the trick. So like, lays uh, Alice Cooper down. His head gets severed. And like you know, it's just it's a simple illusion. He just drops down and like a fake head. He pulls the right. fake head out of the basket. Whatever. Um, he built other stage props as well, but yeah. So like he's getting money and like and like culturally he's an icon at this point. Yeah. Like he was on fucking Happy Days, by the way. Oh. Yeah. It's it's a weird episode. <laughs> it's just okay. A, yeah, I mean, like there's one point where he's just like literally hanging outside in a straitjacket. 
in the window. I've well, seen every episode of Happy Days. I don't remember this. Well, I'm sorry that you don't remember this one. But he's genuinely like he's like hanging outside of the window in a straitjacket. And like the like Richie and Potsy and fucking whatever are like standing around and being like, hey. Like, yeah. And then, and then he's like, hey, boys, I'm the amazing Randy. And check this out. You know, like how every TV show yeah, yeah, like, would have fucking, like a celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, look, I'm going to do the thing that I do normally. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm on the show. <laughs> yeah, but I'm on the show, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that happened. Um, I don't remember what year that was. Uh, shortly after the... Um, the uh, In 76 is when he did the um, upside down straight jacket thing in, at Niagara Falls. <sighs> I want to skip ahead for a minute because this is the best thing in the fucking world. Okay. Because we got to wrap up like the Geller thing. Mm-hmm. I fucking love this so much. So, in May 1991... So, we're skipping ahead quite a bit. We're going to go back, but... This is... Geller sues... James Randi... And Psycop separately. uh, For... Well, I guess together. For $15 million on a charge of slander... After Randi told the International Herald Tribune that Geller had, quote, tricked even reputable scientists, Mm -hmm. which he did, with stunts that, quote, are the kind that used to be on the back of cereal boxes. Yeah. Referring to the spoon bending trick. Mm -hmm. What do you think happened? He lost. The court dismissed the case. Uh Uh-huh. And Geller had to settle at a cost of him, to him mm-hmm. of $120,000. Geller had to pay $120,000 after... <laughs> I love this. After Randy produced a cereal box which bore the instructions on how to do the spoon-bending trick. Shit. That motherfucker wasn't just speaking hyperbole right. when he said, oh, you can find that on the back of cereal right. boxes. He <laughs> legit. He cites his sources. How? He spills the tea. That's some, <laughs> that's some bananas fucking receipts. baller level. Yeah, I got some receipts. You want to yeah. check the receipts, bitch? Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, yes. The court dismissed the case. Um, he had to do that. Uh, Geller's lawyer... Don Katz was disbarred midway into this action and Geller ended up suing him. So Geller's lawyer got disbarred yeah. halfway through suing Randy, Randy and Psycorp. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> Geller sued It's a the- shit show generally like overall. Yep. Uh after failing to pay before the deadline imposed by the court, Geller was sanctioned an additional $20,000. So he had to pay nice. like $140,000. Uh, the legal costs Randy incurred um, was about, uh, was a lot um, <laughs> doing, you know, like yeah. like fighting this. Um, Randy had won a MacArthur Foundation grant. Don't ask what the MacArthur Foundation grant is right now. I'll look it up later if you want me to or just look it up on your own. Um, he had, uh, 
he gotten a he had gotten a grant for two hundred and seventy two thousand dollars. It used up almost all of it. Wow. To fight that case. I've seen the staircase. Yeah. I know how much it costs. Yeah. <laughs> um Randy also dismissed Geller's claims that he was capable of the kind of psychic photography made by uh made famous by the case of Ted Sirios. Okay, so another thing another trick that Geller said that he could do mm-hmm. was it was called psychic photography. So the trick was um actually uh, this guy Ted Sirios um what he did was he had like this um a polaroid camera uh-huh. and then he had like this like tube uh-huh and he would put it to his brain like to his head forehead, forehead yeah and then he would take the photograph like the polaroid and he would put it to like the lens on the tube and the idea was is that he was going to take a picture he was going to think of a thought or like something in his brain like i'm going to think of a tree mm-hmm and then I'm going to think about that really, really hard. <laughs> you guys, really hard. And then I'm going to take a picture. And then when the Polaroid... A, a paper comes, towel tube. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller than that. But yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. A toilet paper tube, maybe. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pull that... Th- I'm going to take a picture of that with the Polaroid. And then I'm going to pull out the Polaroid. In case you don't know, because you're like fucking like, I don't know, the weirdest person. Polaroid cameras were instamatic. Like, like, it, like you took a picture and the... The it thing spits out spits the film out and then it has to develop within moments like yeah. five minutes yeah and a lot of the times it was blank or dark or like there was something there but sometimes there would actually be images yeah and he would be like i'm thinking of like a tree and then like there would be a picture of a tree and it was like, you know, like it wasn't it like it would print out the picture of the tree. Right. It would like look like, yeah. you know, like there were yeah. like, you know, it was like black around like ink blots the, kind of. No, here's the trick. Because basically what happened was, is that, um, oh, uh, oh, oh, excuse me. I have to like, I'm, I'm, I'll read this part of it because um, this is uh, Sirius called the tube of gizmo uh, okay uh it was a tube of paper placed against the camera lens he said this helped him focus his mental energy to direct it toward the film he also used something that he didn't tell anyone about a tiny tube about one inch long and a one half inch in diameter this tube had a tiny magnifying glass at, uh a lens on one end and then the other end he could insert a like piece a slide. cut from a 35 millimeter yeah. slide okay lined up properly the device would project uh this device projected the image onto the cut piece of transparency onto the film of the polaroid camera got you so he was just sticking a slide in this tube taking a picture of it yeah and then pretending and then pretending that was yeah. like what i was thinking about bros yeah do mushrooms with me <laughs> like, yeah. like whatever um the device was small enough to be concealed in the palm of the hand so it could be used even when the larger paper gizmo, quote, wasn't around it to conceal it. Um, that was pee, an, I have to pee really bad. I have to pee really bad, too. Let's take a break. Okay. Because we got to talk about Project Alpha. I've never clue. done a fucking science experiment. I've <laughs> <laughs> watched Mr. Wizard... For a minute. For a minute. I know you are. But like, okay, so explain ketchup. 
Stop crying and explain ketchup. Stop crying and explain ketchup. For a minute. For a minute. Okay, we gotta talk about what literally. Okay, so so a list. We've like, been paused for yeah. like forty five minutes. Yeah, we've been like we've been rapping about like shit and whatnot. Uh, but um, you went to reach to hit the button to turn the recorder on, and what happened? The microphone karate chopped me in the throat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the point where I felt like I swallowed an ice cube. <laughs> It got me. Yeah, it literally like, and you, your, your I tongue, went, your, yeah, your tongue stuck out of your mouth when it happened. My eyes got big. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And I went, oh, god. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was pretty wild. Um, so we were just sipping on some hype juice. Yeah, yeah. Um, spilling some tea. Um, right? Is that the word? I think hype juice is the beer they sell at Old Forge, <laughs> and that's not what we're drinking. No, definitely not. I was just. Well, joking. you're not drinking. You're drinking. I'm drinking coffees. coffee. Yeah. I'm drinking. I drank my whole coffee and the uh, half rest of yours. Yeah, because I'm like not into drinking a coffee right now. I'm drinking that Crown Royale. So make a sound if what? I could go like this. Do it again. Yes. This is the motherfucking tea or something. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um. So we were talking about uh, how. Um, Geller's lawsuit lawsuit and yeah. the whole like psychic photography all of yeah, these let's move different on. tricks and then comes 1979 Project Alpha which I'm gonna switch over to the Wikipedia page yeah I'm gonna like I've already got some James Randi alright well I'll just read the Wikipedia Project Alpha was an elaborate hoax that began in 1979 and ended with its deliberate disclosure in 1983. It was orchestrated by the stage magician and skeptic James Randi. It involved planting two fake psychics, Steve Shaw, now better known as Banachek, and Michael Edwards into parapsychology. Uh, excuse me, into parapsychology research at Washington University. Uh, Introduced to the researches during the initial stage of the program, the young men convinced the researchers that their psychic powers were real. With spoon bending demonstrated, the lab ran a long series of experiments to test the range of their abilities, involving everything from moving objects in sealed globes to changing electronic clocks to making images appear on unexposed film. You've heard about a couple of these already. Yeah. Uh, After over a year of such tests, the lab began to prepare papers for presentation at a major parapsychology meeting in Syracuse in August 81. In July 81, Randy leaked statements about the project at a magician's meeting in Pittsburgh. So... If you're not following, basically what happened was, like I said before, like the whole thing with Geller, it got fucked over because 
as much as Johnny Carson burned him, right? It, it Johnny just, and he Randy still, burned he him. He still blew up. He still blew up. Merv Griffin, like yeah. you know, yeah. So Randy was like, "Fuck that! We got to double down." Mm-hmm. So Randy got some magician friends to pretend they were psychic mm-hmm. <laughs> and dupe people, and and intentionally for a couple years do tests and fucking like trick these scientists yeah and then the plan was later on they come out and they're like ta-da ta-da we yeah. were like we, we were fucking you. yeah we were fucking with you and this is why we're you guys, showing how yeah. easy it is yeah exactly so uh, in July 1981, Randy leaked statements about the project at a magician's meeting in Pittsburgh. So basically, he was talking to his friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and those friends maybe did, couldn't be trusted. Sad. Uh, the it's August weird meeting, how that happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, canceled. Canceled. <laughs> uh, the August meeting was dominated by discussions of the experiments and Randy's role. Opinions were sharply divided about what was actually happening. Randy presented the critique of the lab's videotapes, pointing out obvious fakery. In other words, like, look, you can see the string right here. That kind of shit. Yeah. Um, When the team returned to the lab and ran a number of experiments with tighter controls, all indications of psychic powers disappeared. Uh, At this point, the LARB... At this point, the lab largely ended their involvement with the two, quoting, (laughs) meager results. (laughs) Um, in early 1983, Randy called a press conference at the offices of Discover Magazine, ostensibly to announce the first example of true psychic abilities. In other words, he was like, this is a guy who is a skeptic. The world knows he is like the biggest skeptic. And he's like, I want to have a press conference. I just found out about real true psychic ability. Guess what? People showed up. Right. Because like. Yeah, and he's trolling again. He's trolling again. Uh, when he <laughs> introduces the two, Randy cra- casually asks how it all worked. Edwards replied, "To be quite honest, we cheat." So Randy was like, "These are the two brilliant, amazing psychics who have like a communication with some higher power or being or whatever, and they're able to do these these psychic things, moving things with their mind and blah blah blah." Guys, how'd you do it? We cheated. We're magicians. <laughs> what? <gasps> Literally resulting in gasps <gasps> from the assembled reporters. Yeah, exactly. Here, like, I'm going to just spit my drink out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fallout was immediate. The Washington lab was shut down shortly thereafter. One Psy researcher claimed that Randy has set back the field a hundred years. Yeah. So once again, these people don't fucking understand that like, we're not trying to like fucking pretend like we're not trying to confuse you. We're trying to prove that it can be fake. You're already confused. Like you think this is real. Stop thinking this is real. We're showing you. There are times where, like, literally, you are like, really dumb. Yes, you, you are, are really, so dumb. really, really so dumb. <laughs> you left your T-shirt and your fingerprints. <laughs> um, for real. Yeah. Um, like, th- there were so many times where, like, like the whole point of what he was doing, like, there. Okay, so like, there was 
with the whole Geller thing, especially, and then like some other people down the road, which I'm not going to mention, but there are like people who you know who they are. <laughs> um, there was uh, was there anything? so close to the fucking best part um there were so many people who like would come out of the woodwork and be like listen the problem with james randy is is that he is confusing us <laughs> like psychic ability exists and just because he's a magician and can do things that psychic people can do means that doesn't mean that people who are psychic are doing the trick they're not doing a trick they're doing it real he can just do it through trickery. Are you following that? Yes. Am I explaining that properly? Yes. So, like, there are people who believe so so fully in, like, being able to read, like, you know, like, your, your fucking whatever. Like, um, talking to your grandmother from the dead. Like, okay, so James Randi is really good at reproducing what real psychics are able to do through fake channels. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how much people want to believe in things that comfort them. You know what I'm thinking of? What? Stan Romanek. Exactly. You want to believe... Oh, dude... Like one of the one of my favorite quotes in the uh, the Honest Liar is he's talking about when he when Randy is talking about people with UFOs and he was like it's so weird that it's always like some retired dude who lives out in the middle of the woods and like they examine their genitals in great detail. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> in case you haven't listened to our Stan Romanek episode, which is like episode number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Of this uh, of this podcast. Yes. Uh, please. He's a guy who fakes a bunch of um, alien stuff and also mm, had child porn. Is that what it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. I mean, like, there's video evidence almost of his child porn in the documentary about him. Yes. Yes. He um, admits to, like, making weird well, videos. Well, yeah, he was recording his stepchildren yeah running around like oh like oh look at this like my my stepkids in my underwear i'll record it and that's yeah. how i ended up with this video of this alien yeah anyway so um the hoax became a scandal and demonstrated the shortcomings of many paranormal research projects at the university level so like there was some benefit like it was also like like remember okay so like we're talking about 79 so the movie ghostbusters like what like that came out in like 83 or something like that somewhere like 84 85 i don't know like ghostbusters was like early 80s and but like did you see ghostbusters Yes. You didn't see The Matrix. Don't like act like I've that. I've seen Ghostbusters like a hundred times. Okay, fair enough. So, um, well, The Matrix and Ghostbusters on level is like cult classic that you should be okay. watching. So, anyway. So, the thing I love about... Goodfellas. Goodfellas is also great. <laughs> uh, now go get your fucking shine box. The, the literally yeah. only two movies I've ever, I've ever seen. Goodfellas and what was the other one? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, um... So, like, uh, in Ghostbusters, the very beginning, like, the, they all worked for a college. I don't know what college it is, mm -hmm. but it's in the movie. Ghostbusters University. Ghostbusters University. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ghostbusters, Inc. University, Inc. <laughs> um, uh, the real Ghostbusters, Inc. Okay. AKA Ghostbusters University. Um, ITT Tech. 
Triangle GBU. Tech. GBU. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> nice. Uh, so basically the whole thing was is that like at the beginning, you know, um, uh, Bill Murray's character, he's, he's um, questioning these two people. He's got those big cards that have like symbols on them Mm -hmm. like circles and wavy lines and stars and shit like that and like he's like he's testing their psychic ability those are real tests that people were really doing at the time because people were so like the men that stare at goats like like we talked a little bit with that with mk ultra with the acid and shit like that um like these people like genuinely believed in remote viewing Mm -hmm. you know like the fact that you could like you know, like have Channel an out of body, vision, yeah, yeah out of body travel, experience, like astral projection, travel to another place and see yeah. images that are happening in real time. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like and and like and spy, people- like the government wanted to use it to spy. Exactly. When it's just like, <laughs> hey, we're just taking acid, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like, like yeah. what do you think? Like, is really happening? So, like the like the so with the world, the climate that it was, where like. A hundred percent of the people believe in angels. Um, like, obviously, people are gonna like you know be a little bit like um, towards the non-skeptical version. Of yeah, things. the suggestible. Yeah, very. So, um, here's a good uh, like. Uh, Randy had done a bunch of TV shows uh, appearances. Um, he sometimes one of my favorite things in the world he would directly like people would come on i can do this and he would be like bitch no you can't and he would do one of the things that like um there was a show called that's my line in 1981 uh bob barker whose line is it anyways close uh bob barker was the host oh wow um that's my line basically um randy had appeared Opposite a claimed psychic named uh, James Heydrich, um, who wore like a blue kung fu gi, mm-hmm. and he uh, said that he could move objects with his mind. Um, two of the things that he would do uh, that he did on live television was he was able to turn pages from a phone book using only his mind. Did you ever try to do that? Like do things. Obviously, yeah. you, of course, obviously yeah, 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 yeah. You, you like, like, yeah, I like grew you're up just in a like time period where it's like, and you're like, yeah. yeah. I mean, if it moves while I'm fucking looking at it, man. Right, then I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if there was like any sort of like outside forces. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing he he was able to also uh, move a pencil that was like balanced on the side of a of a table uh-huh. he's able to move that also with his just his mind um they had randy on uh he figured out that well here here's a test um so here's what i think's happening you're just breathing <laughs> yeah and yeah. therefore it's moving the pages of a phone book because phone book pages like especially like a new york telephone book the pages yeah. are super light they'll just blow for no yeah, reason exactly 
And same thing with the uh, pencil. So he's like, oh, he's blowing on shit. So gravity yeah. and the earth moving. Right. So like, so literally, well, no, like legit, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm kidding. No, I know. So he got like styrofoam packing peanuts and put them all around the phone book uh-huh. and was like, so if you're blowing on it, well, no, because these are also going to move. So let's see you do it. Yeah. And then he couldn't do it. And Damn. also... Uh, eventually he confessed that that's how he was doing. <laughs> like, Hydric was like, yeah, like, you got me. Um, one of the... In 1986, uh, that's when uh, Randy was awarded the uh, MacArthur Foundation Fellowship. Uh, it was a five-year, 272,000 grant that helped support Randy's investigation in faith healers. Um, faith he- faith healers, you know. I mean, like, like you remember? Do you ever watch uh, Man on the Moon? Uh, Andy Kaufman, the movie with Jim Carrey and yeah. Andy Kaufman. Okay, so like at the end. Oh like, yeah, yeah. You've he talked to me about this because we probably yeah. talked about it during the Jim Jones episode. More than likely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, Andy Kaufman uh, went to I think the Philippines maybe to have like uh, there's like a guy who like did psychic uh, surgery. Mm-hmm. Psychic surgery was big during this time period. Um, there were people like and 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 it's just sleight of hand, like literally. Um, there's videos of James Randi doing psychic surgery, quote unquote. Okay. Yeah. So like, like he's reproducing like, it. Yeah, and it's basically like look up psychic surgery. Um, it's basically like people have like uh, chicken livers. Chicken, yeah, like chicken guts and shit like that and they have a person laying on a gurney and they, they pretend to pull the chicken livers out of them but it's all sleight of hand right. and like you know there's uh, the one video that i watched like he's doing it and he's like oh that doesn't come out and he stuffs it back in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know um but it's it's like it's <laughs> shit like that that the people yeah. were doing um also uh one of the best fucking things in the world uh peter popoff Peter Popoff was a televangelist um, who was exposed by Randy on Johnny Carson in 1986. Um, So basically what uh, Peter Popoff Popoff would do is he would, you know, it's big giant auditorium, hundreds and hundreds of people. And he would be like, "Um, okay, I'm thinking of where's Nancy Warwick? Where where's Nancy? Nancy, where are you? 4327 Crescent Street. Nancy, I want you to know that your cancer that's in your liver right now is melting. Jesus Christ is melting away your cancer. And he'd run up and like touch her and like she'd fall over and shit like that. Yeah. Motherfuckers would be like he would literally like there's there's uh, there's video of him being in a in an auditorium filled with people and being like, "Look, here's as a testament to God." You got your prescription medications with you right now. Just take them right now. Take them and dump them right now in the aisle. Dump out your medication. Get rid of that as a testament to God. Faith healing you right now. Mm-hmm. Like, legit, probably killed people. Like, I'm not saying he murdered no, people. No, yeah, no, but, but encouraging they, people not to take their medicine is Right. He would walk dangerous. up to people with, like, you know, broken backs or, like, broken legs or... You know stuff like that, and he would say like, "Oh, well, Jesus is gonna like, so you know, soothe your healing, you know, like your your aching back, and like you know, yeah. and like there's videos of like him touching people and then, like running around seven years, I haven't even walked before, and like yeah. and obviously like there's been study after study about this so- sort of thing, this sort of phenomenon where like it's the power of suggestion, 
were able to convince people of things mm-hmm. by talking to them and explaining to them things like, you know, this is like, you know, you're you're in a special unique situation right now. Your energy, your adrenaline, all that stuff. Like when you're like, you know, that's the stories of like, you know, uh, a mom being able to like lift up a car because their kid got ran over and shit like that. That's real. Yeah, it happens. Science it, it, real. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happens to people who are, quote unquote, healed by the Lord at a televangelist event. You know, like this man like singles you out. He calls your name. He fucking he, he talks about your specific illness. He touches you. He lays hands on you. He pushes you to the ground and you like stand up and you're like a new human being. You're filled with adrenaline and endorphins and stuff like that. And guess what? Yeah, it doesn't hurt until you get home. And how many of them are plants? Probably a lot as well. Because you obviously do need the small pieces of that where, like, the person you're never going to hear from again, Nancy, whose cancer you're supposedly melting, you're never going to hear from her again. No. She's fine, though, in person right here while she's here. And then, like, whatever. The man who dropped his cane to be able to walk. That's a plant versus Nancy, who's probably a real person, who filled out a card before the audience filtered in and, you know... Cold reading. Well, and that's a there's yeah. Cold reading is yeah. Well, cold reading we'll talk about a lot later. But yeah. this was specific, especially with pop off. Yeah, there was a specific thing because they were trying to figure out like this is somebody who like Randy had on his radar and he mm-hmm. was like, how the fuck is he doing this? Yeah, like what? Like and he's talking to like Banachek, like like two other like like the guys who did Project Alpha with who are like also like magicians like they're like fucking like like we've got three top tier fucking magicians going hmm how's he doing this yeah he's getting this information somehow and so like they went to a fucking thing undercover and they filled out a card yeah and one of them was like it's gotta be He's got an earpiece. And they took pictures and stuff like that. And they saw, like, there was, like, he's wearing a hearing aid. Yeah. It's not a hearing aid. I didn't mean to blow up your spot on that, but yeah. It's straight up an earpiece. And so they hired a private investigator. Uh And they were like, listen, we're going to pay you. Like, you bring your equipment. We think this guy's using an earpiece. What are the chances of you figuring out the trend, like the signal, like the actual like mm-hmm. band that he's using? And they were like, and the dude was like, it's like maybe 25%. Like yeah. I, it will take, like it would take me longer than a bunch of these performances to figure out yeah. like what radio waves he's like right. transmitting on. Right. If that's the case. And they were like, well, fuck it. We got some money. Yeah. I got this MacArthur Award shit. Like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> and the first time they found the signal. Wow. And so Randy goes on Johnny Carson and he plays uh, a video from one of uh, Popoff's broadcasts. You're blowing my mind right now. And 
he's calling out this woman who revealed all this information and he's saying he like got it from God and whatnot and uh, heals her, drives the devil out of her body. Um, and then they play a version of it where you can hear Popoff's wife literally saying like, cause like it's, they mix in like the transmission. Right. And he's like, she's literally like, um, Petey, I hope you can hear me. Cause if not, we're in trouble. Cause there was like a lot of static at the beginning. Yeah. And like, so there was some sort of interference in the building. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then she's like, and then you hear like her going, okay, so Rosemary, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I'm hearing a rose. Uh huh. Rosemary. 3495 McAllister. 3495 McAllister, is that you? Well, let me tell you that she's got cancer in her left breast. Okay, well, that cancer in your left breast is coming out right now. And, like, of course, like, like legit, like, in that moment from her seeing, like, her version of it, you know, like, the, the woman who's reacting to it. Yeah. My God, like, how do you not pump out a fucking, like, you got, like, you know... A he thousand also people probably there. just like excited that he's like yeah he, he said you. your name you're on the prices right yeah yeah <laughs> you're coming down for the big the yeah. showcase showdown and yeah. shit and then like it's all just that yeah. so um the information had been gathered from pop off assistants they handed out prayer cards at the beginning mm-hmm. to audience members before the show instructed them to write down the information that pop off would need to pray for them um news coverage generated by randy's expose on the night show led to many tv stations dropping Popoff's show eventually forcing him into bankruptcy in september of 1987 funny thing about him and yuri geller by the way yuri geller he's selling fucking dead no i'm kidding i wish no he's <laughs> no he's selling jewelry on the cvs on on um or uh what is it um the ESPN. Te- the television shopping network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Home shop. A- yeah. HSN. Yeah. That one. Um, he's selling jewelry that are with crystals that like heal you. Okay. That's what he's doing now. Okay. Um, pop Good. off after 87 filed bankruptcy. Um, soon returned after uh, faith healing infomercials that reportedly attracted uh, $23 million in 2005. So had to lay low for a little bit, but eventually he got back to it. Um, we got. I got a piss really okay. bad, and then we're gonna talk about 1988. Okay. I'm so excited. All right. So, back from the break. I pissed myself inside out. Did you? Yes. Good. All right. So we're 1998. Carlos. So. Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana put out uh, Carlos Rob DVX. And Rob Santana. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's the new champagne. It's the new DVX. Um, excuse me. Uh, so in, um, in a Fort Lauderdale public library in 1986, James Randi, who had recently moved to Florida, met a Venezuelan artist, Jose Alvarez. they hang out they become close um that's the official story um okay 
Is it too early to... It's too early. So, um... In February 1988, uh, Randy decided that... um, Because, you know, they had the Project Alpha uh, in 79. Um, In 88, there was a lot of people... Like, in, in the surrounding time period, I guess I should say. There was a lot of people who were, like, doing this... Um, uh, it was a really big time period for psychics to be like, oh, your past lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would talk about how you're like, you know, uh, you, you, this is your past life or whatever. You would go to get your reading about that. Or on TV, there were a lot of people who were being possessed by ancient spirits who were coming back from, you know... Like in Ghostbusters. Like in Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, There was uh, a lot of people who were like... And basically it was like, you know, okay, so here's the the key to it. You talk in a funny voice like, I am here from the 1922 and you are, you know... Can I do a voice? Yeah, please. I'm a demon. There you go. It's perfect that you did it exactly right. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm a demon. <laughs> hello, everybody. I'm just doing nothing today. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. That's exactly right. But like, so instead of doing nothing, you have to be from the second hello, century. Hello, everybody. I'm from the 22nd century. Yeah. Or let's. The I don't know when that is. Yeah. That's like now. 200 years from now. <laughs> Oops. Or maybe. I don't know. I don't know how yeah, centuries work. I don't work. know. Me neither. Mm-mm. We're in like the 23rd, I think. <laughs> sure. Hey, uh, Google, what century are we in? Cool. Never mind. Cut that. Yeah. So, um, so there's a lot of people who were going on TV and being like, oh, I'm from Babylonia and uh, and and, and I'm from I'm an I'm an ancient prince. No, like well, whatever. OK, so in 1988, Randy decided to test the gullibility of the media by perpetrating a hoax again. Um, he teamed up with Australia's version of 60 Minutes, which is called 60 Minutes, by the way. They had another 60 minutes over there. You were supposed to say there. it in an Australian accent. Oh, 60 minutes. <laughs> that's, that's a noise. That's a noise. It's <laughs> 60 minute noise. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> um, there. That was, was that perfect. Good? Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> and he released a fake press package about a spiritual chan- or a spirit channeler named Carlos. Okay. Who was actually Jose Alvarez. I assumed by the name. Yeah. And basically, um, uh, they did the radio equipment. They did the the earpiece Mm -hmm. thing, like Popoff had done. And um, according to the 60 Minutes program on the uh, Carlos hoax, it was claimed that Alvarez uh, would have not have had the audience he did at the opera because they they like sold out an opera house they mm-hmm. had him come and like you know give basically like talk about like ancient times and blah 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 and whatever you know um the biggest thing is is that like well i guess the whole point that they were trying to make was that like people believed everything that was said 
they came in droves to see Carlos mm-hmm. just talk. Right. And be interviewed. And like. People are like naturally attracted to whatever the other is. Yeah. Obviously. Right. So you hear about it and then everybody starts talking about it and you're right. like. If you're dumb enough to believe it, then, you but know. But the thing was, is that, like, it was getting press, but, um, like, they sent out a press packet to everybody. Right. That had glaring lies. In right. It. Like, so, he, like, you should have like, been able to know that it wasn't real. Like, here's the thing. Okay, no, it's not even, like, on the, on, it's not on the general public <laughs> to do the fact-checking at this point, because... They literally, they were like, he graduated in 1991, but it was 1988. Yeah. They only read what they wanted to read in order. A long time ago, I had a friend who, um, he, he did independent movies, Mm -hmm. uh, which meant like porn, um, but like, like vampire porn, like he'd make like, you know, B rated movies in his fucking house. Cause he had like a decent camera at the time. And like, he fucking like was able to pay people to do shit and like. It was like it was rad. He was making movies and he was writing scripts and he was doing what he wanted to do. Yeah. But he also was looking for like other work. So like he could, you know, he could write, he could direct, he could do these things. Um so when he would send out his resume cuz this is back, you know, in the like 90s when like a resume had to be like, you know, all of your work as opposed to like a resume now which is like it was just like one page and like talks about like your most recent stuff. Yeah. Um, and then your, like, accomplishments or whatever. Um, so, he, on, like, page three of his resume, he wrote, you know, like, 1960, blah, 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 whatever, helped NASA fake the moon landing. And then that was, like, then bold. And then underneath it would say, this is only here to see if you're still reading this. Right. Gotcha. A fun little joke for him, because nobody reads three pages of a resume. Right. That's why now it's only one page. Because of him. Right. <laughs> exactly because of him. TIL. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, so um, it turns out, you know, obviously, like we were saying that, like, the the problem was is that, like, they put so many fake things in this resume that, or uh, this press packet about Jose Alvarez um, that, uh, or Carlos, I should say, uh, that. It should have been immediately like, don't give this guy any press. He's a fucking liar. But they ran with it because it was something that like people were, uh, you know, like into. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, through an analysis by the skeptics, t- uh, the skeptic is a magazine. Uh, Tim's Mendham concluded that while media coverage of Alvarez's appearances were uh, not credulous, the hoax quote at least showed that they could benefit by being a touch more skeptical. So, like, there was generally, like, hey, we should, like... There's benefit from it. Ask a question, it. yeah. Uh, the hoax was exposed on 60 Minutes Australia. That's an oif. Uh, <laughs> and Carlos and Randy explained how they had pulled it off. Uh, Randy wrote a book about uh, faith healer... Uh, called a, <laughs> wrote a book called The Faith Healers. Uh, he wrote about his anger and relentlessness um, for the uh, and compassion for the uh, victims of fraud. Uh, he had been critical of psychic surgeons and people who like you know like basically like trick people. In 1998, John Maddox, editor of the prominent science journal Nature, 
Ask Randy to join the supervision and observation of the homeopathy experiments conducted by Jacques blah 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 blah's team. Do you know about homeopathy at all? Yeah, like delay diluting stuff in water. Yeah. Yeah. Um like a millionth of a molecule of something in water and then drinking it. Let's watch the TED talk now. Okay. Yeah. So drunkbillexplains.com, video number three. Yeah, video number three. Do the TED Talk. Watch it. Yes. So, we just watched number three. Wowie kazowie. Yeah. James Randy make good lemonade. Yeah, for real. Um, Like, the, the uh, we were talking about before, he doesn't like to be called a magician. He likes to be called a conjurer. Mm-hmm. Um, which he kind of broke that in, in this video. He calls himself a magician. Um... But he also doesn't like to be called a debunker. Wait, did I say? He doesn't like to be called... Yeah, he doesn't like to be called a magician. He likes to be called a conjurer. And then he also doesn't like to be called a debunker. He prefers to be called a skeptic or an investigator. Okay. Because um, his quote is, if you go into a situation calling yourself a debunker, then it... And he talks weird. Uh, then it is as if you have prejudged the topic. It's not neutral or scientific. I got you. Yeah, it can be, turn people against you. Yeah. So, um, now in the video we like it gave you clues to like you might be thinking like what is this million dollar challenge and all that stuff. In um, well, the, if you didn't watch, Raff. if you didn't want to watch the yeah, video really ahead. quick, the summary of it, it was a TED talk where James Randi is talking about people who do cold reading and a little bit about homeopathy and uh, how it takes advantage of people and financially ruins them and yeah. um, how certain big names make like seven hundred dollars for twenty minutes to Sylvia, call you. Sylvia Plath specifically. Sylvia Brown. So I. <sighs> I fucking even Googled the wrong name oh, before, good. and I was like, oh, Sylvia Plath. Wait, wait, <laughs> she wrote fucking shit? Okay, Sylvia Brown. Yeah, Sylvia Brown. Like the, the yeah, yeah, no disrespect against Sylvia Plath. Yeah. Uh, but we're, like, Sylvia Brown, definitely disrespectful. Yeah, she's, she's like, yeah. a psychic cold reader, and she does consultations over the phone. Yeah. You get to a certain point when, like, and, like, and Sylvia Brown, I, like, actually, uh, let me go to her, just in case you don't know who she is. Um, cause I pulled, I, I pulled her Wikipedia up real quick. Uh, Sylvia Brown was an American author who claimed to be a medium with psychic abilities. She appeared regularly, on, <clears throat> excuse me. She appeared regularly on television and radio, including Montel Williams, okay. uh, and Larry King live and hosted an hour long online radio show on Hay House radio. Who Whatever cares? That is. Uh, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brown was frequently... <laughs> okay. Cut that for a split second. But, I, I, like, okay, so he, uh, I'm going to scroll down to career. Brown started giving psychic readings in 1974. Mm-hmm. As of 2008, she charged $750. Okay. For a 20 to 30 minute telephone session. In 1986, she founded a Gnostic Christian church in Campbell, California. 
known as the Society of Novus Spiritus. So she's tax avoidance. Okay, got you. Excuse me. Two times. Um, she was also head of the Sylvia Brown Corporation and Sylvia Brown Enterprises. In a 2010 interview, Brown Businesses, uh, Brown's business manager said that her businesses earned. Fuck, I'm drunk. Her businesses earned three million dollars a year. Um, Brown claimed to have observed heaven and angels. Okay. Uh, also, she was professed the she has professed the ability to speak with a spiritual guide named Francine and to perceive a wide range of vibrational frequencies. Okay. Let me just scroll down to the uh, part of her Wikipedia that's called. False predictions. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Brown made the the uh, Brown made many public pronouncements, which were subsequent. Oh God, that's a hard word. Subsequently proven false. Among the more notable incidents were the following: In 2002, Brown informed the parents of an 11-year-old named Sean Hornback, who had disappeared earlier that year. Oh no. That he had been kidnapped by a dark-skinned Hispanic man with dreadlocks and was now deceased. That was in 2002. A year after (laughs) 9-11. Hornbeck was found alive in 2007. Jesus. His kidnapper was Caucasian. And short-haired. So, literally... Racist. The ex- Yes. Everything the opposite. Yeah. He's dead. J- got kidnapped by a um, Hispanic man. Hey, she got the kidnapping part right. <laughs> that was the only part she was given. Um... In 2008, UK television network IVT2, uh, wait, ITV2, <laughs> so close, dyslexia, uh, was sanctioned by Ofcom for re-airing the episode. I think that means that like they got in trouble because they replayed the episode where she was wrong. Right. Um, in November 2014. Brown told the mother of a kidnapping vi- like she would go on Montel and be like oh yeah your kid's dead like your kid like oh your kid's still alive and here's who kidnapped be like them. talking to John Benet Ramsey's parents or something right. exactly so that like that's what like her fucking deal was uh, aside from like hey I'm like a super important psychic and I uh, like pay me because she like somehow got on the fucking TV uh, in November 2004 Brown told the mother of kidnapping victim Amanda Berry, who had uh, disappeared. Yeah, you know her. Uh-huh. Uh, who had disappeared 19 months earlier. She's not alive, honey. That's a quote. She's not alive, honey. Gazunai. <coughs> and Gazunai. I'm done. Uh, Brown also claimed that Barry was, quote, in water. And that oh, she- I remember this. 
and that she had a vision of Barry's jacket in the garbage with, quote, DNA on it. Barry's mother died two years later, believing that her daughter had been killed. She was found alive in May 2013. On Larry King Live in 2003, Brown predicted she would die at age 88. She died in 2013, age 77. That bitch was 11 years short. She couldn't even get her own fucking... Like, and, like... Yo. Okay. I'm glad this bitch is dead. For... Thank you. Like, genuinely, like... like, She can't fucking hurt anyone now. Like, my God. There are so many fucking, like... You She's keep a scrolling. Criminal. You keep scrolling through here. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree with you. You scroll through. There's shit about like John Oliver calling her out, James Randi calling her out. She got convicted of f- fraud. Uh late 80s, the FBI and local authorities began investigating Brown on and her businesses over several bank loans that had caused quote sustained losses to banks. In 1992, Brown and their and her then husband Kenzel Dazzle Brown, motherfucker's got like a fucked up name. Kenzel, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Dazzle or Dazelle or whatever. Brown were indicted on several charges of investment fraud and grand theft. The Superior Court of Santa Clara County, California, found Brown and her husband had sold securities in a gold mining venture. Under false pretenses. In at least one instance, they told a couple that their $20,000 investment was to be used for immediate operating costs. Instead, the money was transferred to an account for their Nirvana Foundation for Psychic Research. She pleaded no contest to securities fraud and was indicted on grand larceny in Santa Clara County in 92. Um, they received a year of probation each. That's what happens when people break the law. Uh, when you have a lot of money, it's we can probably cut all of that anyway. <laughs> but like, but like the the point is, she got it all wrong. Uh huh. All right. So. By the way, uh, and in the video, he mentions that there's a two-year waiting, and it was seven hundred dollars. We already like the updated number was seven fifty, and um, it turned out that she ended up with a four-year waiting list. Cool. Got to the point where it was a four-year waiting. Wonder list. if they refunded all those people who uh, didn't get their reading when she fucking died. Right. Exactly. Um, in 2007, uh, hundreds of people joined Brown on a cruise, each paying, each paying thousands of dollars for psychic readings. Many of her books became staples on the New York times, like New York times bestseller list. Yeah, sure. Like that's really great. That's a prestigious thing to get, to get on. But also like you can do that with some like bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't actually carry any weight. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of, like, issues with Sylvia Brown. Um, okay, so we we uh, we had to talk about Sylvia Plath. That's where we were. Um, no. Sylvia Brown. God damn it. Okay, well, we're cutting that part out anyway. So, there were other things that, like, like minor people. Um, 
uh, we talked about. Um, he started. He had a show called Exploring Psychic Powers. It was a live two-hour television special that aired in 1989. Um, he examined several people claiming psychic powers. It was hosted by Bill Bixby, who played the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he played the other. Like it wasn't Bruce Banner because, like, do you know about this? Um, it was a different first name. I can't remember what it was. But Dave, David, <laughs> was it? Da- it was David Banner. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. You know why they changed it from Bruce? No, because during the time period, Superman. No, because no. Is Superman's Be- name Bruce? No, su- that's Batman's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> oh yeah, um, Batman uh, then. Um, because <laughs> no, not Batman. No, no, no. <laughs> Batman uh, is um, Bruce Wayne. Um, Superman is Clark Kent. Yeah, okay. But his real name is Cal L. Um, because he's from a different planet. Yeah, he's I know an you alien. told me before. Because you're a nerd, a piece of shit, a dog piece of shit, <laughs> a dog piece of shit, a piece of dog shit. Go ahead. Anyway, um, so Bill Bixby, they changed the name Bruce Banner yeah. because Bruce was a very gay name. Okay. So they changed it in that's woke. the eighties. Yeah. To it's anti woke. <laughs> yeah. And they made it. Um. Yeah, David Banner. Um. Uh, so anyway. Um. Uh, it was a hosted by Bill Bixby. The program offered a hundred thousand dollars in parentheses. Randy's Randy was offering at the time ten thousand dollars to prove psychic phenomenon, and then the show put up the other ninety thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, to anyone who could demonstrate genuine psychic powers. On that show, an astrologer, Joseph Merriweather, claimed that he was able to ascertain a person's astrological sign after talking with them for a few minutes. Uh, he pres- he was presented with 12 people, one at a time, each with a different astrological sign. They could not tell the astrologer their, astro- their astrological symbol or birthday, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he needed to get 10 out of 12 correct. He got zero correct. Awesome. Yeah. None of those people actually had astrological signs. <laughs> right, exactly, cuz it's made up. But also like they they did actually, but they he got born. them all wrong. Yeah. yeah. He got them all wrong. Uh next psychic Barbara Martin claimed to be able to read auras around people, claiming that auras were physical uh physical, visible at least 5 inches above each person. So they had 10 people. They had screens that were like short enough for like you couldn't tell if a person like who was behind it. Right. But tall enough so you could see their auras. Yeah. Okay. Feel it. Mm hmm. Okay. They had people um, one through 10. They uh, basically was like you got to figure out who's behind which blah, blah, blah. The psychic stated that she saw an order, an aura. Overall, ten screens, but people were only behind four of the screens. Oh my god! So Perfect. yeah, yeah. Uh, a dowser. Do you know about dowsing? Yeah, yeah. But go for, ahead. For people who do not know, uh, you take two sticks and you walk around and you find water. Dowsing rods. Yeah, dowsing rods. You find some water and it's like ah, uh, um, well, this homeboy Forrest Bays claimed that he could detect water even a bottle, even in a bottle inside a sealed cardboard box. Okay. 
He was shown 20 boxes and he was asked to indicate which boxes contained a water bottle. Uh, he selected eight of the boxes, which he said contained water, but it turned out that only five of the 20 contained water. Contained water. Of the eight selected boxes. So, and you got to think 50% is chance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You're going to get 50% right. So, if there was 20 boxes and it's a yes or no, you're going to get 10 right. Yeah. Uh, of the eight selected, he said that there were eight that had water mm-hmm. in them. Only one of of the eight selected boxes, only one was con- revealed to contain water. And one contained sand. It was not revealed whether any of the remaining six bottles contained water. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that means that there wasn't. Yeah. In a psychometric, uh, a psychometric psychic, Sharon Levan Straz claimed to be able to receive personal information about the owner of an object by handling the object itself. In order to avoid ambiguous statements, the psychic agreed to be presented with both a watch and a key from each of 12 different people. She was to match keys and watches to each owner. She's saying that she can look at this thing and say, oh, this is yours. Right. Um, she had to be, <laughs> yeah. according to the prior agreement, and this is, and this is the thing, by the way. These people all agreed, like, oh, yeah, I can do this. Right. They're agreeing to a set of terms. Right. Saying that, yes, I can absolutely do this exact thing. Yeah. They're saying 100% of the time. 100%, right. Yeah. (laughs) And then then Randy's going, well, how about if you do it 80%? Yeah. And they're going, obviously. Yeah. And then uh, she had to agree to matching at least nine out of the 12 sets. Do you want to take a guess on how many she got right? Like one? Two. Dude, that's less than chance. Um, also, there was a professional crystal healer, Valerie Swan. She attempted to use ESP to identify 250 Zenner cards, which uh, the five symbols we were talking about with Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Random guessing should have resulted in about 50 correct guesses. 200 Out of 250, she would have got 50 right. So it was agreed in advance that the psychic had to be right at least 82 cards in order to demonstrate the ability greater than chance. Yes. That's cool. 82 out of 250. Mm-hmm. How many do you think she got? 13. I wish. Close. <laughs> 50. She oh, got okay. 50 right. Um... In 1996, we and like he's talked about it in the videos that we've we've watched. In 1996, he creates the James Randi Educational, Educational Foundation. Foundation. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, J. Ref. I remember it. Yeah, um, they started a blog called Swift. Uh, topics included the interesting uh, the interesting mathematics of the one seventh area triangle. Whatever. A cl- it's a classic geometric puzzle. I don't care. Um, and his weekly commentary um, where he would talk about things that were just nonsense. Um, the big thing about the JREF is, is that they 
created the million dollar challenge. Remember, now it's like a corporation, basically. They have all this money. They have $1 million, and they're just saying, listen, you say you have this psychic ability or paranormal like in it like whatever your psychic ability might be mm-hmm. you can find water you can talk to the spirits you can conjure like like you can make me pull my dick out like what do you like what do yeah. you fucking like what is your thing if we can make it happen using scientific criteria Mm-hmm. You can produce the, You can reproduce this in a lab. Mm-hmm. Do it. I'll believe you if you can show me for real. Fucking make it happen. Exactly. Um, they had formal published rules. Uh, let me say that sentence again. They had formally published rules. Um, no one. We talk like in the video he talks about Sylvia Plath accepting the challenge. God damn it! I every fucking time Sylvia Brown. I don't know why it's Plath in my brain, bro. Like it's not fucking fair to her. Um, Sylvia Brown, she accepted the challenge, and then never fucking said anything about it. He fucking anyway. Um. A lot of the criteria, um, they were based on uh, challenges from uh, Hermit, uh, excuse me, John Neville, Maskelyne, and Harry Houdini. Because remember, once again, I, Randy and Houdini like live parallel lives in some ways. I'm sure yeah. like a lot of like Randy shit was like, oh, like Houdini's my hero and I'm going to do what he's yeah. doing. Um, Houdini did the same thing. He... Uh, I, I don't know if you knew this or not. Houdini, like, when he died, he made a deal with his wife. Like, he gave her secret codes. Like, he, like, never wrote it down or anything, but, like, he gave her secret codes. And then she did a, like, seance and tried to, like, get him. Like, and, of course, people are like, I can, like, yeah, you can get your husband here again. And then he was supposed to give her the like the phrases, yeah. So that way she knew if she was talking, if she was actually talking to him or not. I see. Right. Guess what? Guess how many times that happened? A lot. um, Like people tried. She can like once she died. um, I remember seeing a, a a video where like it was part of like. Like, there was a video where, like, a bunch of magicians, like, Penn and Teller, Randy were there, Blackstone was there, like, um, the second, um, Banachek, like, all these people, they continue to do Houdini seances, like, probably still to this day, Mm -hmm. to try, and, like, they now know the code that, like, the wife gave, like, he gave to the wife. Okay. Still, no. Has not to this day. So... Randy of obviously like uh follows suit in that where he like um started out with a thousand dollars and it got to a million dollars now. Um they have the rules. No one has progressed past the preliminary testing. So in other words, like you don't even get like your foot in the door. They actually got tired of um and 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 by the way, like for the record 
the preliminary testing is set up by Randy and the applicant. So, like, they agree, just like they agreed on the TV show. Right. Like, they agree to what the rules are, and then they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from Sylvia Plath, nobody has actually accepted the challenge that is, like, a... Brown. God damn it! What is wrong with me? Is this one of the, Like, what is wrong with me? Seriously, is this something that's, like... Why do I never think of Brown? Okay. Um, some of those we need to leave in. Some of yes. those we don't. <laughs> okay. So uh, on April 1st, on April 1st, 2000s. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And one thing, uh, 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 Randy also refused to accept any challengers who might suffer serious injury or death as a result of the testing. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, on April 3rd. Th- on April 1st, 2007, probably about a day to make a rule. April Fool's Day. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was ruled that only persons with an established, nationally recogni- recognized media profile and the backing of a reputable uh, academic were allowed to apply for the challenge. Because, like, I could just walk in. Yeah. And then you sense. walk in right in. Hey, guys, let's all go fucking, like, hit him. Um, on Larry King Live in, 19, in March 6, 2001, Larry King asked claimed psychic medium Sylvia Brown <laughs> uh, if she would like to take the challenge, and she agreed. Randy appeared with Brown on Larry King six months later. And she again appeared to accept the challenge. However, according to Randy, she ultimately refused to be tested. And Randy Foundation kept uh, a clock on its website Mm -hmm. recording the number of weeks since Brown allegedly (laughs) accepted the challenge. I love it. Because he's a gangster like that. Yeah, what a troll. I love him. Uh, During uh, a subsequent appearance on Larry King Live on June 5th, 2001, Randy challenged Rosemary Altia, which was the name that... You I didn't, didn't recognize from that. Yeah. Nobody did. Another claimed medium undergo to undergo testing for the million dollars, but Altia refused to address the question. So Larry King was like, Do you want to do it? And she like just like skipped over. She said, I agree to what he says that there are many, many people who claim to be spiritual mediums. They claim to talk to the dead. There are many people, we all know this. There are cheats and charlatans everywhere. On January twenty sixth, two thousand seven. Uh, her and Randy again appeared on the show, and Altia again refused to answer whether or not she would take the million dollar paranormal challenge. October 2007th claimed. 2007th? October 2007 claimed psychic John Edward. Uh huh. Remember, he had that TV show mm-hmm. where you could talk to Crossing the dead. Crossing over? Crossing over, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, he appeared on Headline Prime, hosted by Glenn Beck. You know who Glenn Beck is? Yes. Yeah. Um, when he was asked if he would take the Randy's challenge, Edward responded, it's funny. I was on Larry King Live once, and they asked me the same question. And I made a joke then, and I'll say the same thing here. Why would I allow myself to be tested by somebody who's got an adjective as the first name? The Amazing Randy. Yeah. 
Beck simply allowed Edward to continue ignoring the challenge. Because, so, like, Beck has always been a pussy. Right. Um, it's not just it's not just psychics and blah 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 that he has gone after there was a British businessman named Jim McCormick uh, who was the inventor of the bogus ADE 651 bomb detector Um, Randy asked him to take the challenge in October 2008 Randy called the ADE 651 quote a useless quack device which cannot perform any other function than separating naive persons from their money. It's a fake, a scam, a swindle, and a blatant fraud. Prove me wrong and take the million dollars. Again, this is why I told you we need to watch these videos because that sounds like... Sounds like he's being an ass, but he's just being very matter-of-fact. Exactly. Uh, There was no... (laughs) Gesundheit. There was no response from McCormick. According to our Iraqi investigators, the ADE-651, which was corruptly sold to the Baghdad bomb squad, was responsible for the deaths of hundreds of civilians who died as a result of terrorist bombs, which were not detected at checkpoints. Hurting people. Yeah. Criminals. In April 23rd, 2013, McCormick was convicted of three counts of of fraud Mm -hmm. at the Old Bailey in London. He was subsequently sentenced to 10 years imprisonment uh, for his part in the scandal, which uh, Randy was the first to expose. A public log of participants in the past of the Million Dollar Challenge exists. You can go look it up. Who tried? Who failed? All of them. They still have their million dollars. Uh, in 2015, the James Randi Paranormal Challenge was officially terminated. Oh. 2015. Like, you had, like, plenty of fucking time. Yeah. You know? Um, in 2003, they started the uh, the Amazing Meeting, which is a gathering of... Um, and we're winding down. Mm-hmm. Um gathering of scientists skeptics and atheists the last meeting was in 2015 which was uh, coinciding with randy's retirement Hmm. from the jref remember he was born in 28 (laughs) yeah um skeptics and magicians penn and teller take credit for uh take excuse me skeptics and magicians penn and teller credit randy and his career as a skeptic for their own careers during an interview at TAM, the amazing meeting is mm-hmm. shortened to TAM, 2012, uh, there's an exclamation mark also. TAM? Yeah, TAM, P- exclamation mark. Uh, and and the amazing meeting is A-M-A-Z, exclamation mark, N-G. Mm-hmm. Fucking gangster shit. I like that. Um, Penn stated that Flim Flam, which is a book that he had written, uh, Randy had written, was an early influence on him and and said, quote, if not for Randy, there would not be Penn and Teller as we are today. Uh, he went on to say, quote, outside of my family, no one is more important in my life. Randy is everything to me. Hmm. It's fucking, yeah. At the NESS Skeptic Conference in 2017, Randy was asked by George Schrab, what a quote skeptic coming of age ceremony would look like. 
uh, and Randy talked about how when he, uh, it was like as a child to learn about the speed of light and he felt that he was looking into the past. Randy stated, kids need to be more stunned. Just like, yeah, like freak your kids out, dude. Like make them think a little bit harder than they're thinking. I think uh, that's what he meant. Uh, at the amazing meeting in 2011, which was TAM 9, mm-hmm. uh, the Independent Investigations Group organized a tribute to James Randi. The group gathered together with other attendees, put on fake white beards, and posed for a large group photo with Randy. So fucking cute, right? That sounds cute. At the SciCon in 2017, in absence of Randy, the IIG organized another group photo with leftover beards from 2011. <laughs> so six years later... Um, and they took another photo. After Randy was sent the photo, he replied, I'm always very touched by any such expression. This is certainly no exception. Uh, you have my sincere gratitude. I suspect, however, that a couple of those beards were fake. <laughs> but I'm in a forgiving mood at the moment. I'm frankly very touched. Uh, I'll see you at the next PsyCon. Thank you all. Um, he did a bunch of shit. Like, he wrote, like, a bunch of books. I'm a believer. Um, like I said before, like, he had the, this, this lawsuit with uh, Uri Geller. Yeah. Couple more real quick. In 93, he got sued by, um, uh, a jury in the U.S. District Court in Baltimore found Randy liable for defaming. Okay, so, like, do you think he, like, he, like, he got sued a lot. He, like, called people on bullshit a lot yeah. okay how many like uh, how often do you think he won just all the time okay am i right you're fucking right yeah of course i am yeah because he wasn't fucking around no well this might be close like he did lose this one in 93 a jury uh in the u.s district court of baltimore found randy liable for defaming eldon bird for calling him a child molester in a magazine story and a, quote, shopping market molester in a 1988 speech. However, the jury found that Bird was not entitled to any man- monetary damages after hearing testimony that he had sexually molested and later assumed, married his yes, sister-in-law. Yes, okay. So, like... He fucking should not have actually, like, it's defamation because, like, yes, you are defaming his character. You can say factual statements. But it's true. Yeah, you can say factual statements and still be defaming someone's character. But, so, like, it was true. Uh, The jury also cleared the other defendant in the case, the psychop. Alison Du Bois, whose life on whose life the television series Medium was based, threatened Randy with legal action using a photo of her on her uh, from her website on December 17, 2004. So he, like, used a photo of her that was on her website. Yeah. Um, and he made commentary without her permission. He removed the photo and subsequently used a caricature of her when mentioning her on his site. Um, Is he still alive? 
Yes. Okay, good. Real quick, the the this is how we're going to end. Uh-huh. And this is how the um he wrote a lot of books, he did a lot of shit. He's like he inspired a lot of people. Um he is an expert troll, an expert anti-troll, and a gangster. Um in I think it was 2010 he came out as gay. We talked about Jose Alvarez before. Mm-hmm. We ended up meeting him in a library. Oh. You see Dick me te- through the books? Do you see me tearing up a little bit? Yeah. I'm sorry, I just made a joke. I shouldn't have. You should have made a joke. <laughs> Um, because like they ended up getting married, um, the, like in 2013, like as soon as gay marriage was legalized in DC, they went to DC and got married. Um, he came out as, as gay and when he was 81 years old, that's amazing. like he was with Alvarez since the eighties. Right. amazing an honest liar look if you haven't paused this and gone and watched an honest liar spoiler alert Mm -hmm. so he stayed quiet in a gay fashion that whole time well yeah a lot of old dudes like did that shit there's like i was thinking about like when i was doing research on this and like i started thinking about the fact that like there's so many gay dudes who never fucked who they wanted to fuck because of being born in the 20s yeah. or whatever, like when it wasn't cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And there was no way for them to like sneak around. So instead, all they did was just they just married a woman who they got along with and they were like, hey, listen, you know, we'll we're not going to fuck. just focus really hard on this science stuff over here. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to fuck. We're just going to, like, yeah, do this thing, and then uh, life will, like, yeah, I, I don't care if you, like, fuck whoever. It doesn't matter to yeah. me. Um, but I'm just going to live my life and never actually really find true love. Um, and then there's people who hide it, but they're, like, here's my friend. Mm-hmm. Todd Glass, like, it took him forever to come out of the closet. What? What? He's gay? Todd Glass? You didn't know? I didn't know that. He came out on Mark Maron's podcast. I didn't know that. Like, 10 years ago. I didn't know that. Yeah. All of his bits were like, (laughs) my girlfriend. Wow. Yeah. And like... Maybe I'm not down on the times, but huh? Like, and that's... Like, well, that's the thing is that like a lot of... uh, Especially gay dudes... It's amazing how gay people can be like normal people and it doesn't... Yeah. It's not like a a thing. Yeah, exactly. Can just be like... They can just either be like a comedian or a scientist. Right, exactly. But like the the stigma is is that like they, they felt so stigmatized like those... Like especially... Well, those two people that we just talked about, Todd Glass and... James Randi, like you they, don't get they, a diamond without a little pressure. <laughs> they were just like so, like like they were so like the rest of the world, yeah. like they were so afraid of what the world would say mm-hmm. that it took them 
into their like you know i mean randy was fucking 81 dude yeah. when he came out and he had been living with jose like uh that fucking documentary dude like it's so beautiful because like they have like a birthday party and like jose is like made him the cake and like he brings him the cake with the candles and like it's so fucking cute and like <laughs> just unbelievable so i'm gonna watch it so uh so yeah that's james randy you're way drunk they're so cute though i know I know you're way drunk and it's taking you 25 minutes to say one sentence. Well, it's a good thing we're done. I know. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean. You know that. I know. I know. I know that. Yeah. 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 Take a drink. Yeah. You deserve it. Take one. Go ahead. Uh, take you. it. I said you deserve it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> all right guys thank you it's been three hours seriously yes fuck dude. it's like 11 o'clock it's 11 10 fuck me so it's actually been five hours since i've been here oh my god uh, i'm so sorry <laughs> no you're not i'm just saying yeah i am sorry <laughs> don't say no you're not <laughs> i am sorry <clears throat> all right let's just yeah go watch the documentary because i definitely am super interested yeah 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 yeah. fucking i'm excited yeah for sure i'm a fan yeah i'm a fan of someone i never knew yeah fucking randy's a shit honestly like also when we watched the ted talk did you notice you could only see like three of his buttons that's how high his pants are up yeah he wears his pants super yeah. high <laughs> because he's like five six yeah he's like 81 yep and like well now he's like 93 yeah. All right. Anyway, Thank you for listening to Drunk Bill Explains. Hare Krishna, Hail Satan. Uh, keep it 420. Tech 9. <laughs> tech 9. Uh, Jimmy Neutron get blasting off again. Get money. Dragon Ball Z blasting off again. Peace. Good podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Podcast. Good podcast. Podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Good podcast. Big ups. FS Plus. FS Plus. Good podcast.